10 Pence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the arcade with Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With three regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no party like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamesparty.co.uk and get involved. The 10 Pence Arcade Podcast is a proud member of the Retro Junkies Network and Throwback Network. Good evening, Seattle. I'm Fraser Crane. This is the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I'm listening. Not really, I'm Victor Marlin, but this is the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. And I'm Sean Holly. And we have a special, very, well, he's special in a special way, guest with us <laughs> on the podcast today, and it is... I don't see any red carpets, Vic. Where's the red carpet? Come on. He wants a red carpet. It's Alex Crowley, <laughs> a.k.a. the old co-host. Have you missed me? Yes, of course we have, even oh. though you live two doors up the road. Oh, and... Say it like you mean it. Come on. <laughs> okay, then. Yeah, get on with it. Thanks. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm really good, mate. Really good. Excellent. So, Who's this imposter uh, that's taken over? Huh? The, the great new imposter. How much are you paying him? <laughs> we sent him a mug. Yeah, the money's a bit bad, actually. There's not, not Is very it? much in it. I'll be getting be more than what I got. <laughs> hey, you've got coffee there, pal. Shut it. <laughs> And this is also known as Sandwich Modding Podcast. So what have you got for us today on the Sandwich Modding Podcast, Sean? Well, um, I've been doing a lot of research, and I have a peanut butter and cheese um, sandwich. Yeah. Now, you've got to get this right. The cheese to peanut butter ratio is very important with this. Um, um, Yeah, what have you got, Vic? It took me a long time to come up with that, and I do actually eat that one. Really? So, uh, what have you got? None at all. I want to talk about arcade games, you fool. Don't you want to hear my sandwich? Oh, go on then. Give us a, give us a sandwich modding. Uh, Marmite and crisps. Marmite? Sandwich. Cr- sandwich. Yeah. Marmite. You're Marmite dead to crisps. me. Get out. <laughs> That's just wrong. Marmite's awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. You and crisps. Both... It's got to be salt and vinegar crisps with the Marmite crunched together. <sighs> no? I think, we should talk... I think we should talk about arcade <laughs> stuff because Marmite is vile. Anyway... Well, anyway, 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 anyway. Enough of this ridiculous stuff we start yeah. at the start of the podcast. What are here for? <laughs> it's just gone all wrong. <laughs> I hope everyone liked the Carrington um, tribute I did last week, because I, I started off uh, nicking Carrington's idea for the podcast. So thank you for letting us do that, Carrington. I didn't ask you. Uh, and Chaz and Dave were the most British band I could think of. Awesome band. I can't think of any more British bands, so we're not doing that again. We actually had a comment from um, K-Man Sweden, yep. and he said, ah, oh, you stole Carrington's ad. Sorry, borrowed, borrowed. <laughs> yeah, it was a tribute to No Quark, because they are awesome. Anyway, let's get on to some arcade stuff. So, Sean, firstly, what have you been up to since the last podcast we did together? Well, I have been gaming my little white beard off. Um, I have been playing Pulsar as normal. Good man. Uh, you know, the game of the week. That is good, isn't it? It's a mm-hmm. very... Um, uh, surprised me, actually, how good it was. And um, I've uh, I think I said last time I joined the um, retro game of forum shoot 'em up league, mm-hmm. uh, thinking I'd be really good. Uh, in the end, I've come fifth out of the ten competitors oh, yeah, on Esprade, which is a bullet hell. So I like that. Yeah, th- those guys must be like top players. Also, half, 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 five out of ten. That's pretty good. It's not bad, is it? It's very good, mate. I wouldn't get anywhere near those guys. Uh, what else have been doing? Playing. I'm going through all the Tower Plan games because I just, I just love that company at the minute. Yep, I think a Tower Plan special is on the horizon, isn't it? 
Oh, yes, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd we have to do cool. a point five episode and uh, get some Turplan, Stroke Rising, Stroke Eighting, and all those guys together. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd on those. be shoots zone, as heaven, uh, wouldn't it? Outzone's Turplan, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, that's, the, play that. that's the game Sean's been playing, Outzone. He's getting pretty good at it as really? well. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I say that. I was, I was playing it with um, Luke Wells at Arcade Club last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was fixing the pinballs, you know, a bit of maintenance and that. And I said, oh, remember, we're going to have this competition. So he came over, had one go and cleared off again. And um, I was trying to beat his score all night and I couldn't do it. I got oh. close to it, but couldn't do it. So I just sort of slunk off at 10 o'clock, said, see ya. And that were it. <laughs> he has a habit of doing that. He just goes, oh, just a quick one go, comes over, slinks a massive score on there and then disappears and just leaves you to it. <laughs> so, what have you been up to then? Me, myself, and I—I've been playing lots of Pulsar. I've been playing this game since I was about seven years old, um, so it's quite a lot of years involved in it. And I—I I love it. Really like Pulsar. Um, and when I got bored of that, you know your old rule where you said if you get bored of a game, don't start swearing at it, just turn it off, have a go at something else. Yeah. I've been doing what I normally do. I turn around in my little arcade room. I flick on the Cosmic Alien warm out, and I've been playing that, and it is brilliant. I'm getting really into Cosmic Alien. Really like it. I got a score of 17,000 of the day, which is my best so far, I think. 17, that is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a guy on the Jammer forums, I think he's on the UK fo- VAC forums as well, called Witchfinder. And his wife is particularly good at it. I think they bought the one from the Unigame, the Upright. And I think she can get over 20,000 on it. She's a very, very good games player. She's really good at Bank Panic as well. Oh, yeah, I like that. Oh, b- b- Banku Panicu. <laughs> Go on, Alex, what have you been up to, bloke? Oh, I've been much gaming, but I've been uh, buying up lots of games. That's why. That's mainly the reason why you're here, because Sean was going to steal all your uh, your pickups because he doesn't get that many. Um, you actually here in person to tell him, but that's a story for a little bit later on. I'm quite jealous. He should come down, shouldn't he? Sean? I think he should come on yeah. down, Sean, when you can. Come on yeah, down. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. And and to see the uh, four quarters as well. Yes, yeah. and uh, the hog possibly. The hog. We should yeah. do a trip to the hog. I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah, I haven't been to see Mark for ages, mm. and they keep changing the games around and getting new ones in. So it'd be nice to go down yeah. there one time. I'll, mm. I'll give him a heads up in January sometime. Oh, and also Andy Lowe come round. He was the old Games Master um, magazine editor. Oh. He come round to see me, give him a visit, and we had a few games and stuff. And he was showing me a bunch of really smart games on his iPad, all retro themed ones. And I was going to use one of those for the. Uh, games that should have been in the arcade and I asked him for a, a bunch of a link to some of the games he's not got back to me yet must be busy at the moment um but there's some really nice games on the ipad hopefully they'll work with the ik joystick as well because i don't like playing game with my finger this doesn't seem right to me no oh. i've also had a pickup of my own but we yep. will talk about that later on because it's quite a significant one mm, i know yeah it's been a while <laughs> in the waiting <laughs> so okay let's do arcade news from around the world and local areas Right, the first thing, um, just but just after we finished recording last time, we heard of the death of Ralph Bayer, yep. um, the Magnavox Odyssey guy, so sad news about him. It's been covered a lot in the in the uh, gaming media, but yep. um, yeah, that's um, very sad. Yeah, Ralph Bayer, he, he lived a good old life, he lived to 92, uh, and that guy invented some amazing things, and if he didn't, I might not be set in the room I'm in today with all these machines around me, so it's up to... It's up to Ralph who put the first images on a screen that you could play. Yeah, and he invented Pong. Well, kind of invented Pong, didn't he? And then uh, yep. 
Alan Alcorn from Atari added a few little bits to it and it yeah. became the Pong that we all know and love. But it was Ralph Bayer that started it off. But that idea of putting images on a screen you could control was all Ralph. It was. Amazing bloke. Absolutely amazing. He didn't make it into a business like Nolan Bushnell, did he? He made it like... No, he sold it to Magnavox, who made the Odyssey. His brown box was his first console, and he sold it to to, uh, Odyssey. uh, Sorry, to Magnavox, who was a TV manufacturer. And then they started doing the games with it and stuff. And then Atari borrowed their idea, and they had to pay royalties and licensing to, to Magnavox. And it all flourished from there. Yeah. But he made Simon. Remember the old game yes. Simon? He did that as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the guy the guy did loads of things. He was almost like uh, the Japanese inventor, Gunpei Yokoi, who invented the Game Boy and, you know, the Ultra Hand and all this yeah. sort of stuff. He's just a, an amazing inventor. But Ralph did it with electronics. Imagine giving that to kids today, Simon. Yeah, they wouldn't know what to do with it. box or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's it light up for? Where's the swiping action? <laughs> so, yeah, really sad to hear that. But he had a really good life, 92 years old. Yeah. Gave so much to the world. Absolutely brilliant bloke. Did he die a rich man or do you think um I don't know. I think yeah. he died a happy man. He did a lot yeah. a lot for the community and the industry, billions, yeah. billions of people benefited from his inventions. Mm. You, know, mm. you know, if I if I could or my, when my life came to an end and I'd made billions of people happy, I'd die a happy man. So yeah, thanks Ralph. We are doing with this podcast, we're making literally tens of people happy, maybe even fifteen. <laughs> Well, I, Sean, you're being a bit ambitious there, bloke. All right? Uh, oh, yes, next in the news. It's not really news, this, but um, I got a mad um, social media message from someone who's invented um, a skater tour hand. A skater tour hand? Explain. Yeah, when, when you're playing them um, games, you know, the big punch ball that comes down off the top of the unit and then you punch it. The dangerous ones where you break your hand. Yeah, I know those yeah, ones. But yeah. apparently if you do it right, you, you can have a skater tour hand. Explain more. <laughs> but I think yeah, I think you meant to put shatter your hand if you hit it wrong. But uh, you must have had the uh, Oh, well, Did I send it to you on a text message? Uh, on Facebook, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably on my stupid phone with no buttons. Don't you hate stupid phones with no buttons? <laughs> Yep. So I was thinking, what's this skater tour hand? I thought, I don't know what that is, but it sounds very painful. Right, let me explain to the listeners, the listener. Um, <laughs> there was a, a, a video that came on YouTube that someone sent to me, and it's basically a, a guy who does it on show, slow motion. You know that the punch bag things that Sean just mentioned, that you punch, usually in pubs and fairgrounds, and you get a big point score if you hit it hard enough. Well, this guy does like a double roundhouse leaping yeah, kick at it, and it nearly smashes the machine up. The, the digits just go mental. That's what it's about. This guy does this wicked karate kick. I mean, Alex, you're nearly a black belt in karate. Could you do a <laughs> kick like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, I watched the video of you um, beating one of the guys in your yeah. match, and you did a roundhouse on him. And I went, wow, he's done a real roundhouse. <laughs> that was a back kick. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, karate man bruised on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. So tell us about that ROM set, that Robotron ROM set, Sean. Yeah, you know, we mentioned it last time. Yes. Um, well, apparently it's official. I didn't realise this. Um, one of the guys from VidKids, you know, that Eugene um, Jarvis set at VidKids. Yeah, and Larry did, DeMar, um, yeah. He, what did he do? I think he did Blaster, Stargate, and something else. Oh, yeah, all top ten. Uh, Robotron. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. of course, Robotron. Um, so this Larry DeMar, one half of VidKids, is, is doing this... Um, Robotron hack, and he's calling it the tie-dye ROM set because it's named after nice. Eugene's colourful shirts. Yeah. So, and this is—I've got two clever links coming up. So watch for them. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
Talking of Robotron, I've just found out that Eugene Jarvis is one of the co-founders of Raw Thrills, one of those new, well, newish arcade production companies. Oh, okay. So he's still um, working in the business. All right. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh, he's still heavily involved in it, and he, um, some of their games are uh, Terminator Salvation, the Fast and the Furious series, um, Big Buck Hunter. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, I know those, yeah. Yeah, and talking of Big Buck Hunter, that's the th- did you see that? Good, mm. darling. Talking of Big Buck Hunter... Um, they've got a Big Buck World Championship, and um, I'm not so keen on the game shooting deer and no. el- elks and stuff. I know, I know it's a bit hypocritical, really, because I, I, you shoot loads of blokes and stuff on the games, don't you? But yeah, when you got a little Bambi there, you know, do, oh, yeah, but they're delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Venison, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, is yeah, they've this Big Buck uh, World Championship. They've got a zombie mode announced called um, Doe of the Dead. Oh, nice pun! So, so that sounds uh, that sounds like it's going to be a good uh, good fun. Is that in a, in a Naomi like a crazy taxi cab? Uh, no, I think it was an upright with a gun. Oh, was it? It's a gun game. Yeah, this yeah. sort of reminded me of House of the Dead and all that sort so of. I business. played that Jungle Safari. Have you played that? That was in a sort of crazy taxi. Oh yeah, yeah, Jambo. Jambo, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really good fun. Oh, right, I never played that yeah. one. I've seen it loads of times in some of the more modern you've got, arcades. You've got to lasso the, the, the creatures. And oh, right. Can, the vibration of the creature trying to get away oh, nice. comes through the steering. Oh, cool. You know, really yeah, I've cool. I've always seen mm. those. Never really, I don't really try the new modern game. I should a bit. Well, this was in a private collection. I wouldn't have put money oh, right, in okay. it. Yeah, they're pound yeah. each normally, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, no. Ten times a ten pence? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's loads of them, you know, them big buck hunters. There's... Uh, Pro HD and oh, there's loads of them. I know there's a Big Buck Hunter pinball. Is there? And it's a lot of fun. They had it oh. at, um, in Googe Street in London when the Casino Arcade was still open. They had one in there. They used to get them quite often, the new ones, the brand new ones. And they had it in there and you get one of the, I think it's a multi-ball um, option when you get the multi-ball up. A deer, sort of at the top of the, the screen, a, a toy of a deer charges backwards and forwards. You've got to hit it with a ball as it's going back. It's really right. cool. It's a really wow. cool game. Right, more news. Um, Sega may de- may be developing films and TV shows based on some of their IPs, like Altered Beast, uh, Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi. Rise from your grave. Yeah, I love that. I love that saying. It's better than the actual game, isn't it? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So watch out for that. I'll put a couple of links in. If you put a couple of links in the show notes, absolutely. Um, I can't see him doing loads of series. It might just be one or two things that they do, but they yeah, have announced well, it. Nintendo are doing that as well. They're they're making oh. short films with Pikmin and stuff like that, which you can actually download and pay for on the Wii U. Oh. They're actually going to make films with them. Okay, that's a some, some of them are really good actually. I think Pikmin would do well as a cartoon. I take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, oh, like cool. a cartoon animated and all um, animated designed by Shigeru Miyamoto. He's oh, done, right. he's, he's behind it all. They'll be beautiful then. Yeah, wow. oh, it's nice. really good. They're available now, some of them. Ooh. you can. Uh, I'll try and find some notes, uh, yeah. some links up in the show notes. So I guess Sega's doing that as well. I, I don't really agree with um, a lot of these films coming out in, in um, real-life mode, where they use real actors. No. Because stuff like Mortal Kombat and, and Street Fighter were dreadful. Yeah, Absolutely dreadful. That was a while ago, wasn't it? But when they animate them, the animated Street <clears throat> Fighter and Street Fighter Alpha are really good films. Mm. They're sort of good anime films. And I think if they animate them well, that would do really well, mm. I think. So yeah, I agree with that, but not the live-action ones. They're a bit meh. Mm. Can you remember me mentioning the Derby Game Convention, which I is next uh, next February time? But it didn't reach its uh, £4,000 funding target. Doll. Um, so they're going to refund everybody. I've got my refund. Oh, okay. And That's a bit of a shame. Is it not going ahead now, then? 
Yeah, they, they said they're going to still do it. Well, at, the, at this minute, they're still going to do it, but in a smaller venue. Well, that'd be cosy, so, um, I think. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. uh, yeah. Good luck to them. I hope it still goes ahead because it's like in the sort of first half of the year when there's not a lot going on. I know the um, when's the South Coast Slam normally on? March. Ah, oh, right. So it is quite near there. It's like yeah. beginning of Feb. Alex and I always go to that because it's quite close to us. And that is a good yeah. show. Really good really show. Good, yeah, yeah. That's I think the only one I didn't go to last year. I'll have to go to that next year. Yes, yeah, you will. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> well, the Derby, Derby's not that far from us, really. So that is probably one I will be going to. So I hope it goes ahead. I like going yeah, to the that shows. The one that was really busy and they couldn't get in hardly. No, don't think so. The Derby game has never been done before. Oh. Right. So that'd be a new one, I think. It's always nice to have a new show, I think, yeah, especially sure. so close. Mm. I've got on my notes here a new barcade called Brewcade in San Francisco. Yes. Oh, they always get the best things, the Americans. Yeah, um, if you look at the link, the amount of games they've got in just for a new place opening, they've got to be like 50-odd. Oh, wow. That's a good bar. And beer. Yeah. yeah. Marriage made in heaven. Someone's put a comment in, you know, at the, at the bottom of the page saying, um, I, sucked at all, I sucked at all of these games as a sober teenager. Let's try them drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. <laughs> oh, I've tried it. It doesn't work. No, it oh. does, does for me. Like does play it? better, yeah. Yeah, he does. Alex Alex has a few rum and cokes, no. and he can't see or walk, but he can play Donkey Kong a lot better than he normally does. Do you not get to a tipping point, Alex, where you, you, you get pretty good, and then you have one too many rum and cokes, and you just, you've had it? Yeah, you usually, can't remember where the buttons yeah, are. Usually my mate yeah. tell me that before I yeah. get to that stage. <laughs> usually when you're going to pull the machine over, because you get a bit physical with your machines, <laughs> don't you? Totally They're rocking better. about like crazy. <laughs> Um, what other news? Taito, uh, uh, um, well, they're opening an online store based on the Darius franchise. Oh, um, it's awesome. a Japanese website. I thought, oh, that's brilliant. So I clicked on it. And if you have, if you have a look, all that they've got on offer is two T-shirts. Oh. So ho- hopefully they're going to do something more with that. The thing about Darius, I mean, we don't we know Darius Burst and we know the old Darius games, which are pretty yeah. good shooters with multiple screens, but we don't really get that much of it over here. But in Japan... It's a big franchise. I mean, mm. I think they've got you know TV shows and and all sorts of things with Darius, and it's like a big IP for them. But over here, I don't think it translated so well. I mean, I'm sure they've got stories about it and all sorts. To us, it's just a shooter. I always thought that would make mm. a good environmental cab. You know, because yeah. they do the free seater and the free screens and the, the subwoofers underneath the bench. That would make a great walk-in cab with the atmosphere of being sort of Absolutely. in this alien underwater world. You know, because what you're thinking there, I've just reminded myself. In Japan, they've got these pods you can sit mm. in, and the image isn't 360, but it's like 270 degrees. Yeah. So it goes all around you, and it's because it's rounded. It sort of yeah. it engulfs you, and they play a lot of the Gundam games. Okay. And they oh. all linked up as well. Because yeah, you, so you can, can get play linked screens now, can't you? You'd think. Yeah. That, is there any games that have incorporated those type of screens yet? You know. Not yeah, I don't think so. Like HD TVs, and yeah. they're, they're actually from the back. These things are actually projected from behind, so it goes all around the pod on right. the inside, and it makes you almost immersive to oh, which, it. Re- which reminds me of a game I played fairly recently. That guy's arcade. He had a Star Blade. Yeah, uh, tell uh, us about the guy you met recently. Yeah, this is um, lovely chap, young fella. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because I just noticed he was selling a, a Star Wars pod racer on eBay. Yeah. And I just noticed that he came from Tenton. So I just. Which is about him. a mile away from us. Yeah. And I just said, oh, I see you uh, selling this pod racer. Have you got any more? Do you want to be my friend? He said, friend? yeah, I've got an arcade. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always looking for someone more local. It always surprises all, they're me. They're all up north, aren't they? All yeah, the yeah. You know? It always surprises me when you find out, you know, locally. Oh, so I met you. Yeah. Uh, there's someone locally who's interested in the same things as we are, arcade machines, 
and you go to meet them or you want to buy some off them or you invite them around or something you know get friendly with them and they've got a massive arcade or some yeah. really cool machines like, why, why yeah. aren't you on you why know the forums know or yeah. you know the sort of why aren't you my friend yeah and they, they say <laughs> oh what forums and he's like yeah how did you? How do you get all these? How did you amass all these machines and can fix them? And they're all working without knowing anyone in yeah. either the, the industry or who's good at fixing them. Well, this guy them. Harry, he's on the forum. Oh, he is now. And he's got he's got a garage, and it's this one cabinet takes up pretty much a third of his games room. Wow, Starblade. Have you seen it? Yes, it Sean had one in the uh, at the barn in Exmouth. I'm pretty sure Bruno had one, but I must have just passed it by. You know, it's really big. It's massive, and the monitor. Because this is what reminded me, the monitor's behind you and projects onto like a convert, convex, convex, convex uh, screen. Yeah. yeah, it's really bulbous. And yeah, sort of, you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've, I don't think I played it. I think it plays a bit like Star Fox, doesn't it? That sort of three D like polygons. Star Fox, yeah, it's very fast though. They're moving yeah. them around quite quickly. Um, yeah, I really enjoy playing it because the cabinet is huge and it's got some like two-inch diameter steel bars holding yeah. the thing up. And it's really big, isn't it? And you have to climb into it, you know, yeah, awkward yeah. iron, getting into it. Did the... you fit your big bum in it? Yeah, just about, you know. <laughs> I find that so <laughs> difficult nowadays. I mean, I'm not fat, neither's Alex. Well, we're a bit podgy, we're 40, you know. Um, I'm a bit podgy. if you try and get into, like, um, an Outrun Deluxe... Yeah, it's almost impossible, isn't it? Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to rattle around inside. Yeah, I get your mate in, in and out. You get your mate in there with you and yeah. sat by the side of you. Now, yeah. no chance. He's trying to get your silly knees in. There. Oh, me hips got stuck. <laughs> but anyway, he he had a lovely selection of clothes. Not my type of cabs, but he had that. Uh, is it Jumbo? Jumbo Safari. Jumbo Safari. That was quite yeah. fun. He had a Pac Man um, pinball. What do you call it? Baby Pac Man. Yeah, that's a rare. And cab. a Granny in the Grey mm-hmm. Gators. Yeah, that's also very, very rare. Which wasn't working. He was trying to get that going. Mm-hmm. He was Did asking me to get it going, like, as if I know everything about it. What he should have done is given Sean a shout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get that green thing with them black bits on it out. I'll sort that out for you. Um, yeah, he had a, a, an amazing <laughs> set. He had a um, Family Guy pin, and, which was really <laughs> funny. That kept just farting in the background. Have you heard it? <laughs> I farted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite a fun thing. It's a silly, silly it's game. Silly it's game, but fun. it's good fun. Really fast pin. Really liked it. Really getting into my pins. You I know, have to go around with you one time, actually. Yeah, he's, he's only about around. in his 20s, and not he this he guy? He's a professional music, uh, musician. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he plays at Ronnie Scott's. He's a pianist at Ronnie Tell Scott's. Tell you what, he could do some jingles. Yeah, he could do. <laughs> That'd be cool. And he's been on the QE2. That'd be good. Yeah, interesting guy. So, so young as well, doing all that. And he's into arcades. It's unbelievable. Perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. So, yeah, that was cool. Uh, tell us about Guinness World Records, Sean. Right. Um, yeah, some more news. Guinness World Records and Twin Galaxies have announced um, a kind of a collaboration where um, I would imagine um, that when you get your Guinness Book of Records book, at, uh, you know, your annual at Christmas or whatever, there'll yeah. be a Twin Galaxies bit in with the arcade records. Absolutely brilliant. Um, That's what we need. Yeah, so that's it's getting the recognition it deserves, I think, the high score people. I might get my Pulsar score in there. I might get my Sheriff in there. <laughs> you're the only one who's got one in the country, that's why. Sorry, Alex is the only one to have two in the country. We'll get onto that yeah, soon the, as well. Um, the American version, they've got some high scores in that, and that's pretty much the same game. Yeah, yeah. We won't allow so. that. Oh no, sad news about the CVG, Computer and Video Games magazine. Yes. They had um, a website I just heard up. this. Uh, it's been closed down, fortunately. They're all closing down. Official Nintendo magazine shut down two months ago. I'll really? Well, that's a shame. Yeah, that, I was that one cover of the young adults U? that went in there and brought it. Yeah. <laughs> that, does that cover Wii U and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. All oh, right. I'm surprised. I mean, it's been going a long down. time. Yeah. You know, it's the official Nintendo magazine. I suppose just uh, multi magazines like Edge 
Well, it's because Nintendo do di- Nintendo Direct now. Oh, which is okay. basically you get all your news, all your online, your, your demos and stuff on your Wii U on your pad. Oh yeah, it's still turn so into that, there, isn't it? Isn't it? If you if you own the console, it's there. Yeah, you can see by the side of you there, Alex. I've got a stack of retro gamers. Yeah. You can get that on your iPad and your phone now. Oh, you know, it's cheaper than buying the magazine. And I'm thinking the same. I've got a stack about that high, six yeah, foot yeah. high. I've got every single one. I right? had until about. A year ago, I used to collect them religiously. And I'm thinking, should I sell them? It's taken up a lot of room. Yeah, yeah. Because you could, I think you can buy back editions online yeah, as well. So you could put them on all the PDFs and if stuff. If you subscribe and, to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I used to have all the um, the Zap 64, the Commodore 64 magazines. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I'm, when I moved house about 15, 16 years ago, I just threw them all. I threw the whole oh lot. Oh. Uh, from issue issue one up to something like eighty five, I just yeah. threw the whole lot, and that, that's one of the big regrets of my, yeah. my life. Yeah. We always have them with the collecting, way. don't you? Yeah. Always have them. Yeah, yeah. That magazine was going uh, launched in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, I think it was a website. Well, my favourite was Crash. That was a great one. Yep, yeah, yeah. With the art on the front. Um, good. Who's the artist? I've got his Oliver Frey. Yeah, I've got a signed print of his in my yes. games room. Yeah. yeah. He did some fantastic artwork. It's that it's that kind of era, that kind of artwork from the eighties. But I love it, you know. Mm. It's really cool. It was sort of monsters and dark, yeah, and big muscle bound, yeah, barbarians <laughs> with axes, <laughs> heavy metal. Absolutely. Okay, this it's... is a section I'm getting onto now. I'm quite excited about for once. Pickups. Oh. Right then, Alex, yes. you're here for a reason. You're gonna, <laughs> do you want me to go first? Yes, I do. <laughs> Tell us the first one of your pickups. All right. The first pickup is the Nintendo Red Tent Versus. And you've been after one of them for quite a while, haven't you? I have, yeah. And I wasn't really expecting to buy one this year, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But one came up on the forum. Because you Mm. are a spawny get. I just thought, (laughs) yeah, I'll have that. (laughs) Yeah. So it came up, where did it come up? On the Dragon's Lair fans forum? No, it came up on UKVAC on our home forum. And um, the guy was in France. Okay. And uh, it's the same guy who's buying all those cabs from Japan out that old granny's flat. Ah, he's buying those tato cabs. Yes, excellent. Tato, tato, you know, all out of out of that uh, old granny's flat in Japan. Yeah, and he just wanted some room, you know. So he said, "Look, I'm looking to get rid of this fairly quickly. Do you want to buy it?" I said, "Yeah." And Alex jumped on him, ripped both his arms and legs off, (laughs) and and just threw money at him. Yeah, it turned up Monday morning. I wasn't expecting it actually. It just came back from dropping my daughter off at school, and there it was sitting by the front door on a pallet, pallet, all wrapped up. (laughs) And I'm looking at the door, and I'm thinking, "I'm going to go through there." (laughs) (laughs) It's always the way. So I had to take it round my mum's back garden, right through her garden. Oh wow! Because Alex's mum lives next door. Yeah, (laughs) mate, I had from Reading. He he came down to help me, and it went literally. I had to take the door off of the games room, but it literally went through the frame by about three mil. You know, oh my lord. Oh, God. And yeah, I've seen just... said red tent. It's really nice. It is cool. It's uh, it needs a little bit of paint. Yeah, that's about the worst thing. Yeah, there's a few it's got dents a... in it. That's fine. Yeah. It's missing a yellow button. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say the screen burn is the worst thing. On the opposite side, where you put the money in, because uh, there's two two monitors in this thing. There's a bit of screen burn with tennis on it. Yeah, um, tennis has been in it the whole ten- time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. yeah, and you've got some extra boards with Excite. Super Mario Brothers and Excite Bike. Yes, excite bike. Can you have you got them to work yet? Uh, no, I've sent them off to Purity. Ben Purity's oh, going to sort them out for he's me. He's a man to see about yeah, versus. Is, um, is. There's boards, so much to learn about it, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. <clears throat> so much has been going on, and since this other cab turned out, I've just been kind of over the moon, overwhelmed, overwhelmed, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. You want to talk more about Red Ten? Yeah, I, my my opinions of it is um, 
Well, for one, I'm a bit disappointed. Yeah. Because I wanted to buy a red tent and then just let you have a look at it and not touch it. <laughs> I was going to say, do you want this red tent? No, you're not having it. You're not having it. seen out of spinal tap. Yeah, Don't yeah. touch. Don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. Um, I, to be honest with you, I know you're the Nintendo guy. Yeah. But I, I do like Nintendo products, mm. the old ones. I really like them. And um, I'm glad you got one, though, because yeah. you can just about fit it in as well. Well, the older games are quite personal, aren't they? And, you know, you've got to be either a fan of the older, before Ni- Mario's Nintendo stuff, yeah, to yeah. like it. Because, you know, it's they take up a lot of room. It's one game. If you don't like it, then... But with the Versus, it's almost like having a jammer cab in there for me. Yeah. Which yeah. I miss. Mm. You know, I love Nintendo, but I love all games. But, yeah. you know, I've just decided to, to, to concentrate on Nintendo because it's easier for me. And they use all the same innards. Yeah. Inside, pretty much. So it's pretty easy to to find a fault. You yeah. know, you can just swap things around. And you can pinch bits off the cocktails, maybe, exactly, and maybe a power yeah. supply for Donkey Kong or whatever. Um, but yeah. yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the, the monitors, but hey ho, you know, I think if it's still once, work. Once Balloon fights in there because it's got <gasps> ba- black background, yeah. I think that will hide that, maybe. Yeah, maybe put a bit of um, tinted perspex in there or something yeah. to hide it a little bit. That always hides screen burn. Yeah. Actually, so yeah, not so bad. But yeah, can overall. you play? Can you play one player on them things? Yeah, you can have two games yeah. running at the same time. So you can have Excite oh, Bike wow. on one screen and um, something else on the other. Super Mario, whatever, on the other one. Yeah, tennis is the only game that has four players, which will be a lot of fun. I think. Um, I thought actually Excite Bike would. I was a bit disappointed actually that that wasn't a four player because that would have been fun. Yeah, but that is a two player. Um, Balloon Fight is the main one everyone loves oh, to play. I love a bit of Balloon Fight. Have you played that, Sean? No, what, what's it is like something, isn't well, it? It's I a bit like what it's joust, like. Very but, like joust. But it's joust, yes. Yeah, right. it's, it's similar to that. You've got these guys that pump up these balloons, a bit like, and they look a bit like the balloons out of the battle game in Mario Kart. And then once they're pumped up, you start floating up in the air. And basically, you've got to pop each other's balloons, but you've got to be slightly higher than the other person for them to pop. It's exactly. the same like joust. as joust. But with the balloons, you've got two balloons. You've got two chances. If you get one yeah. of your balloons popped, you can still carry on. Yeah. And you can either help each other out in the in the games, or you can work or, against each other. Or do what I do, go and pop Alex's balloon when <laughs> yeah. he's not looking. <laughs> but the main thing is, I mean, you can play this on the NES, um, but the main yeah. difference with this, the arcade version, and a lot more of the Nintendo versus games, there's a lot more to them. And in Balloon Fight, you've got, the, as you go up, float up the, in the air, your, your screen scrolls into another level, so you're going higher up into the clouds. Yes. You don't get that on the NES version. It's bigger than one screen, isn't it? And, yeah. and Joust yeah. is only a single flat screen as well, isn't it? Exactly. So I, I really like I like Joust. Uh, Davo's got a nice Joust we're mm. playing the other week, um, but I like Balloon Fight better. Yeah. And also, with Balloon Fight, can you play it across from each other? Or yeah. you've got to play it on the same side? No, across each other, that's the whole Cause, thing. Because yeah. the, the Nintendo tent has got Two control, two sets of two controls, and two monitors. You can play across the road from each other yeah. as well as side by side. Yeah. And there's a game on there called Wrecking Crew. It's a lot of fun as well. And as you go, you've got a flat screen, and, and you go through doors. And as you go through the doors, you go onto the screen on the opposite side. Right. So it's quite a clever yeah. thing how they work. As Alex said, with the Versus games, they're basically Nintendo entertainment system games, NES games, but they've added a bit more mm. to the arcade. They're not exactly the same. They've I added think, some stuff. Uh, Excite Bike's got another level in it as well. Cool. Um, and that looks just like... Exclusive! Yeah. <laughs> so how do you fit two monitors in, in that? Because it doesn't... The top of it doesn't look... Um, I guess it's the way they're really... angled into the cab. I mean, the neck of the monitors either side just miss each other and they're angled 45 degrees in. Yeah. 
And if you look at it, once you open it up, because it's like opening a bonnet of a car, yeah. um, you can see how they've done it. But it's very right. tight. It's the tightest cab I've, I've looked in. Yeah. Um, it's frighteningly close. Because yeah. I, was, I was interested to see inside one, because I've mm. never seen inside one. I played one in America, and they're great to play on. They're really nice machines. They're sort of a cross between a cabaret and a cocktail. Yeah. Sort of like a love mm. child of the two. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering, how the heck do they fit all this stuff in here? And you've got a board one side that sort of sits in a rack down by the side That's of the it. coin slot, and everything's really tight, and the two monitors crisscross each other by about an inch. Mm. There's hardly any room in there, but it's really nicely made, and yeah, your so one's got, good. You've got one main board, Sean, and the, uh, <clears throat> you've got two ROM sets on there, yeah. one for each game. So you just right. change those ROM sets around, and you could just you just use Karen using that same board. Yeah. Just change the ROMs, and you can burn games onto the ROMs, and which I'll probably be doing for someone yeah, before long. That. <laughs> That's clever, that. It is really good, yeah. Yeah, it adds another dimension for my games room. You know, nice, nice one. And it's Nintendo, of course. I've, you know, I'd never even seen one. I think um, the first time I even heard about them was Ben. You know, Purity mentioned yeah. earlier on this year that he had one, and I said, "A red tent? What's that?" I'd, I'd honestly never seen one. No. Yeah. Well, I think you you know Vic more. You've probably seen more in America, haven't you? They're quite not. They're not common, but I would say they're sort of uncommon. Same as same as America, all over every story. You know, yeah. there, there's a few. You sort of say, "Oh, I saw one of those in America." Oh, you don't see one over here. They're not rare, though, are they? They're uh, not particularly. No. Yeah, but there's, there's quite a few over there, I suppose. I think it's certain, a massive country. Certain yeah. games are hard and rare to get hold of because yeah, they're expensive they use as certain well. PPUs, don't they? Yeah, it's something to do with the graphics chip. I think the PPU. Yeah. And certain there's a number of games that use a certain PPU, and then other games that use a different PPU. So if you've got the three or four different types of PPU, and you've got an EEPROM burner like I have, you can burn any game you like yeah. and pop it on there. Yeah. And some real good games on there as well. You can get Versus Gradius, that's a good little yeah. game to play on there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's all sorts. And with not... the two games on there, it's brilliant. Yeah. Two people can play one game on one side, and two people can play a completely different game on the other side. Yeah. Versus each other or whatever. So it's really it's quite small. Really cool. You'd be quite tight together, which is we don't mind, do we? Cozy. <laughs> I call it cozy. All right, let's go on to my pickup. I've actually got yeah. a pickup this week go for on. a change. By the side of Alex is. Dun, 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 dun. Death Race. <laughs> I can smell the oldness in it. Yes. The Death, Death Race, Race is finally here. It arrived this week on a big truck, all nicely wrapped up by it's Super Uli. Certainly your sort of cab, isn't it? It's a bit goth, oh, isn't you're it? You're goth, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to do a, a really good resto on this. I'm committed to doing it now. It's in a little bit of a state at the moment, which I, I was totally aware of. I was sold it in, in that notion. No problem with that at all. It needs some work. But it's not impossible. Um, it's got every single part to make it work, and I've been told it works fine. But yeah, I'm really happy with it. Well, I wasn't to start with. I was really down when I first got it. Oh my mm. god, it's got all this wood damage. It's so much to it's do. A lot of work to do. Yeah. And the monitor has got the monitor is a 25 inch black and white screen, which is not common nowadays. Mm. And there's real deep scratches on the face of the tube. I'll show you in a minute. Alex is behind mm. me at the moment. It looks like the bear has had a fight with it. And I was like, oh my God, we're going to get a 25-inch tube from uh, Moan, Moan, Moan. I was just getting yeah. myself down about it. I do this every time I get a project I cab. I, I, Donkey- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it with Donkey Kong Jr. And I did it with Dig Dog. I both got these off of Sean. And Sean did me an amazing price on both the cabs. He thought of me when I bought them. And I was like, me, I didn't expect it to have a hole in it. And me, 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 me. And then Sean was like, oh, you know, do you want to get your money back? I said, no, no, yeah. it's just me. Mm, it's okay. Money. And within about a couple of weeks, I'd had it filled, painted, nice new bits on it, all working, it and I'll, I'll never get rid of them. 
No. But that's what you do when you get a project. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I'm going to take me forever to do it, and I can't get this. Just do it one step at a time. Get the filler out. Get the sander out. Get it stripped down. Get the Uber in there. Vacuum cleaner for anyone was else it, listening was it out of the inside, was it? Yes, it had lots of yeah. German dirt and German spiders in it. <laughs> <laughs> it came from Germany, you see. And uh, yeah, I'm. It's massive, isn't it? It is huge. It's yeah. about one and a it's half cabs deep, wide and quite deep. Yeah. And when it first came, everything's sort of inside in boxes, and the steering wheels are there, and it's got brand new art with it. Which I'm love really the pleased. Wheels, and I love the the skull uh, insets for the steering wheel. They're not me. standard. Are they not? Yeah. Um, Ulrich, the guy who sold it to me, thank you, Ulrich. Um, sent some of these things with it, and it's got brand new steering steering centres off real cars. Mm. And I'm going to glue these like um, they're almost like a three D skull. Yeah, that you'd have it on the end of a cane. Yeah, if you're a, a sort of goth <laughs> pimp, if you're a condor man or yeah. something. <laughs> and they're going to go on there. It's going to look, and they're all shiny, and it's going to look amazing. So yeah. all the parts are there, ready to go on. It's almost like a big Lego kit with yeah. goth yeah, racing, goth bling. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I need to just crack on with it, really, and just do bits at a time. And I'm going to report on it every podcast, what I've done. And I've got a bit of time over the uh, Christmas holidays to do, to do some stuff to it. And I've started already. I've completely gutted it out. It's just a shell at the moment. I've filled the sides in with little dings and holes in it and put a few more screws in to make it a bit more more stable. Got the. I'm going to recap everything, you know, have a look at the board and do the power supply and make sure the steering all works fine. But, yeah, it's just going to be a project. And hopefully get a, a maybe a colour or even a black and white TV in there if I can, because apparently yeah. it's quite easy to use a normal television for the, for a black and white game. It's just yeah. a phono plug. I would do that if you're not yeah. 100% with the other ones. It's going to bug you, isn't it? It is, yeah. And those scratches in the, in the face of the screen are really, really prominent. Mm. And you can see them reflecting on the inside of the phosphor. Mm. But when the, when the game's actually on and running, it might not be so bad. No, I don't know. It's, it hasn't got a tinted glass overlay or anything. No, but I might put one on, because that always hides... Yeah. You know, yeah, you screen burn and stuff. Yeah, I have to see how it goes. I'm not too yeah. worried about it, really. Just get it respectable on, yeah. going, working. and. I think, yeah, but if I do that, I'll be playing it. And that's <laughs> always a problem. When you're it's restoring stuff, yeah. never play it. Get it all done, then play it. Because you'll yeah. be going, I'll just have a quick go. I won't take a moment around. I'll just have a quick go. No, get it all done first. But really pleased it's here. Looks terrible at the moment, but um, that's going to change. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. I love the, the artwork for it. It's awesome. Yeah, I'll show you the, <clears throat> the brand new artwork I've got in that tube there as well. Yeah. I've got a, let me just reach over. A big tube here full of brand new artwork for it. Wow. Complete yeah. side artwork. Com- c- cover complete. the complete. Yep. It's not so just who's, done, who's done that then? Um, I think it was done in America. There was a, <clears throat> a, I think Ulrich said there was a, a run of 10 made right. for users in America who've got death races. And I've popped a, a little uh, wanted on the, the CLOV forum, the Killer List of Video Games forum in America. It's a big, big forum, really good forum as well. Uh, asking for users of death race to give me a hand putting it back together. Mm. Just to supply photographs uh, of you know parts I might not know about. Mm. It's going to be a bit of an unknown, really. Um, yeah. But hopefully I'll get it done before long. What year is it, Vic? 76. Bloody hell. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Oh, it is old. Um, you can, if you want to play this game, you can't play it in MAME, but there's an Odyssey 2 homebrew version for an old console. Remember the old Philips video pack? Yeah. Same as an Odyssey 2. One, I didn't have one, but I remember seeing them as a kid. Mm. And there's apparently a really good version on was there. It? Really good. Screech, yeah, to... Screeching cars. Is it screeching cars or screeching zombies? Or are they when, zombies when you run over the gremlins, the gremlins, in inverted brackets, mm-hmm. they, they didn't change the graphics. Did they just... No. So it's they, just little stick men. Basically. But they were originally people, weren't they? What was the controversy? I, th- I think it? it said on when the, the game first came out on the back glass or wherever the instructions are. It said, "Run over the people." Right. So and everyone went, "No, you can't run over people." Oh, run over the gremlins! It's a yeah. haunted <clears throat> thingy. 
and there's skellingtons and scales, skulls and all this sort of stuff. And skellingtons. Skellingtons. <laughs> yeah, so uh, right up my street, I think. I can't we wait to be working on didn't we, when we were kids? you remember those little glow-in-the-dark ones you used to get on the ghost train? Oh, I'll tell you what, Alex. <laughs> used to dangle I'm, I'm going to dangle mirror. one off the top of the do, cab. I'm going to have some skellingtons, some glow-in-the-dark ones. You've got to get some black lights in here. <laughs> I am, actually, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, the games room's looking up. Um, yeah. There's another cab going soon. What else is happening in your games room? It's changed. I haven't been here for ages. You haven't. Uh, we're, a bit, we're in the games oh, room at the moment, rather than in the uh, the podcasting studio, as I, I call this, it. I uh, Cosmic Alien. Yeah, that, Alex, that'll go, go well with your death race as well, because it's got like a demon on it, a yes, red demon. it has. There's been a lot of interest on our Facebook page, hasn't there, Sean? Have you seen that on there? There's a guy in About America. What, sorry? The, the, cos- the Cosmic Alien Warman. The Cosmic Alien. Yeah, there's some guy on, on there from America. Yeah. Um, I think his name's Enad... Elad something or other, I can't remember his name. But he's expressed quite a lot of interest in it, because apparently America didn't get any war mounts. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, America. It's a German, we got all G- German of, yeah. thing, isn't it? European thing. We had a few over here, but yeah. mainly, mainly it was Germany that got the war mounts, because they, they didn't have a lot of room in their games rooms, and used to put yeah. them on the wall rather than standing up. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a cigarette vendor, doesn't it? But then, yeah. But then the artwork, as soon as you turn it on, the artwork lights up, yeah. and it's like awesome, and you've got this tiny little monitor at the top yeah, 13 inch which is smaller than my little space fever monitor it's really cool yeah it's a I nice like little it. thing i really like it actually. where are you gonna mount it i don't think i'll mount it to the wall because it's damn heavy i can't lift it on my yeah. own really yeah i tried to lift it off the floor to get it on it's on a workbench you know, to make it tall enough to play on mm. um and i couldn't lift it on my own it's just too heavy yeah um but mm-hmm. two of it's not too bad um but what i might do is make some sort of like quite a thick wooden bench a long mm. one to sit it on mm. to house two because I want another one Why? next to it. You're greedy. <laughs> I do like the wall mats. If I could get another one like this but another game in it I'd what, be another, really happy. Like a, a Universal, Universal game. Yeah. Because yeah. Universal was had really cool artwork. Right. And, and this many, is a licensed one as well. How many did they do of these then? Do you I'm know? not sure. They're quite yeah. not a lot of people know about them no. to be honest with you. They're quite unknown. <clears> um, but Sean's had a go of um, Cosmic Alien on me. Haven't you quite, quite enjoy it? Yeah, it's a decent game. It takes a bit of getting used to because it's um, it's so different to Galaxian. You know, there's a different yeah. style of play. But once you get into it, it is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah I fell in love with it at, um, at Julian's, mm. uh, the Jammer Plus uh, arcade up in up in uh, in Yorkshire when he had that, the Unigame arcade. Because I have to say, Universal did some of the best artwork, didn't they, on yeah. their cards? But not all of their games were that great. Funny you should say that. We've got one at the end of the, the podcast to talk about. Oh, for yeah, our we have. Side yes. of art. Ooh. Side of art. Okay, cool. We'll wait then. Uh, <laughs> I've also still haven't got a Dig Dug monitor, because the guy who's going to sell me monitor to dropped right in there hasn't. He's been a bit ill, I think, and he's not been able to get to his lockup to get the monitor. So, uh, still waiting for that. Hopefully, you know, I've got a couple of days off over Christmas. I can whip round there and grab a monitor because I'd love to get my Dig Dug working. I haven't played it for so long. Mm. It's just a shame seeing it. It looks lovely there, but no face no, to it. Yeah. It's faceless loss at the moment. <laughs> I've also made um, a test rig. I'll show it later on, um, just to try out Jammer games and you know have a, a bench-mounted test rig, so I can plug in games and see if I can fix them, rather than hang them in the back of a cab to try and fix them, which is almost impossible to do. I've got a little five-inch screen. It's all mounted on the piece of wood. I'm going to put a decent box around it with some handles so I can carry it around. Power supply. I've got a fascia for it I'm going to make. Um, up, down, left, right. All the free fire buttons, all that sort of stuff. You can test things on it. But that's sort of a work in progress at the moment. Oh, Sean, you've, got, you've had a pickup, something to do with Pulsar, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I don't, um, you know, as I'm not a collector, I don't normally get many pickups, but I've gone crazy this week. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got um, um, a Sennheiser headset, which I'm using now and mic. 
And you sound like a podcasting angel. <laughs> and this, I was walking around Asda the other day looking for the pies, and I wandered into the toothbrush aisle, and on the toothbrush aisle, there was a toothbrush called Pulsar. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to buy it. And Did you know it have a tank crazy, on it? Do you know what the crazy thing is? I didn't even need a toothbrush. That's That's... You know, I just spend money like mad, me. You are insane. Was <laughs> yeah. that nine ninety five? I think it was three or four quid, but <laughs> it's wow. a good toothbrush. Yeah, Sean, my teeth are really you, clean. When you were a kid, didn't you collect? Did you collect games as a kid? You know, um, Specky games or NES games. It was Commodore sixty four, man. I did actually. Yeah, I collected Commodore sixty four games. Yeah, you still yeah, got I did. them? Or? No, no. no. Uh, uh, do you know? I don't even know if I sold them. I think I might have just chucked them all. Mm. Yeah. I had three Commodore 64s. I, I seem I remember breaking two of them somehow. You're just but a player, aren't you? You're yeah. a good player. At player, that. player, player. Mm. Yeah. If um, I've always thought, I've thought come to this realization recently. If I got a single cab, mm. you know, like a beautiful cab, like a Robotron or something, with one game in it, however pristine and great it looked, I would get bored because I'd want to play a different game after a yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so mean. I think the way to go is. A, a decent MAME setup, and I'm, yeah. I am looking into that. Yeah. Well, you know something you don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> no, I can't say. It is difficult. Uh. I mean, I, I like it all. I really do. And, you know, I, the console stuff was a big part of me as well. You know, I know this is an arcade podcast, but it was a big part of me in, in, the, in, the, in the 80s and the 90s. Spectrum, yeah. Spectrum games and SNES games later on. And, you know, I can't stop myself buying cartridges. <laughs> Do you know what? If you cut Alex, he bleeds eight bit. <laughs> so we'll get on to the last. I think the last pickup. Yeah. Guess who's got the other pickup? Alex. You Go should on. see his face. Yeah, I'm a little bit annoyed about it. Well, you should be because you actually did five years ago have the opportunity to buy it without realising it. Shut up. You did. You Go came on. round my house when I didn't have a games room. I remember saying to you, it was on my computer, I showed you it. Yeah. I said, Vic, look at this, it's a Nintendo. And I went, no, it's a wooden Nintendo. thing. Yeah, and you said it was too much. Oh, right, and it okay. was about 500 quid back then. But I have to say, I mean, I didn't know how uber rare this cabinet was. Go on, reveal yourself. No, not like that. Well, because I'd seen this <laughs> game before, right, um, I knew it was out there, but... You know, until you actually see it again, you can't 100%, you know, um, say it is. But yeah. it was on the flyer. See, I've got a Sheriff up, upright arcade machine. And on the flyer for Sheriff, it's got two other cabinets. The, the normal tabletop with the white top, which I've seen. Yeah. There was a guy in London who had that and showed me that. And I yeah, it's a lovely and machine, I fixed isn't it? it, didn't I? And I tried to buy it off him and he wouldn't. Yeah, he's it. had it in his family for like 25 yeah, years and he's, he's got real sentimental value. And then I went away over to Bruno, I did the finger for podcast and mm-hmm. I and bought the upright version. Yeah. And then good friend Muddy Music just texted me one day, there's another sheriff on, on uh, eBay. And you went, say what? Yeah, because I have got every <laughs> known search for sheriff on my eBay. Right. Yeah, he's got he's got people. Even on it. misspelt sheriffs. Yeah, yeah. So I get yeah. all sorts of things. But this came up as rare Sega arcade game. Didn't yeah. came up as sheriff. Mm. And then when you look at the listing, it's like blimey. Yeah, you've had it on there for like five or six and years, haven't you? I knew it, yeah, I'd known it straight away what it was mm-hmm. and I went straight buy it now. Bosh. And I'll tell you why I'm I paid for it. I paid three hundred and fifty pounds for it. I hate you, get out. You know? <laughs> so this this for the listeners who are sort of uh trying to work out what it is, it's um it's a cocktail 
a tall cocktail cabinet yeah, it, of the quite rare game Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff is a brilliant game. Not many of them around. I think Exidy made a version of it, and Indeed, so did right. Sega. They 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 mm-hmm. licensed it in different cabinets. And Alex has got the upright, as he said, which is beautiful, all working perfectly and now. And rare on its own. Rare on its own. There's only one in the country. So there's two known in the world. Yeah, and you went to get it from Belgium. You were that desperate yeah, to have it. And exactly. Right, you were to get it from yeah. Belgium. Wow. It's a really nice game. It works nicely. I hate the joystick. Yes. It's really clunky, it's horrible, isn't, it? isn't it? But the game is brilliant. You'll like this one, though. Yeah, I need to come around and play the it. The sticks are a lot better. And he got this... This cabinet, it's quite a tall thing, isn't it? In Japan, they're called cocktails, and they call the ah. white tops the tabletops, which makes sense, because okay. if you look at the flyer, it looks like a tall cocktail Tall glass. enough to put your drinks on when you stood yeah. up next to it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And it's unbelievable, Vic. Yeah. It's like, it's never been in an arcade. Yeah. It's only got 6,000 plays on it, compared to my 27,000 on the upright. Wow. So you know it's never been in an arcade. No, no, it's definitely not. It's immaculate. Absolutely immaculate. The only There's only one dent on it, and that's on the ashtray. There's yeah. ashtrays either side. Yeah, yeah. There's cigarettes still in it. That's <laughs> definitely Japanese because they still smoke in the arcades. It's in got Japan. all the Jap- it's a Japanese cabinets. It's Do got they? Japanese writing all over it. Cool. It's got a Sega plate. Yep. A boilerplate. Um, yeah. So we, we didn't even know this game existed in this particular cabinet because there's no other, there's no pictures of it on the internet. No one's got one anywhere. There's a Sega head on in America and there's a Sega carnival in America. Yep. They're the only other two cabs known, but no one's ever seen a Nintendo game in this particular cabinet. Yeah. And because it's a different colour on the flyer, we didn't actually think... Yeah, we, it, there was, me and Alex, uh, we talk on WhatsApp quite a bit, and we had a, a massive debate on it, didn't we? Yeah. Because I was saying, no, it's, it's definitely not Nintendo. He was no, it's Nintendo, obviously. Yeah. Nintendo. Yeah. And um, the actual cabinet is a Sega cabinet, because, uh, as you said, Carnival and Head-On came in this cabinet, and I think Teague who's a new user to UK VAC, American guy, does a lot of really cool videos. He's got a carnival. You sent me the video of his carnival. Yeah, Tiger. Really nice cab. Yeah. A Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, I don't know yeah, his name. is yeah. Tiger. Yeah. And he's got one. Um, and they're really nice cabs, and it's totally different to the one on the Nintendo. No, player. he's looking for one. Is he? Yeah, he he's not having yours. One. He's been looking. <laughs> he's, yours. Had, he's had a Fred going on Va- uh, on Clove for five years looking for this wow. particular cab. And you've got it. Does he know you've got it? Well, I was WhatsApping him as mm-hmm. I was collecting it. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> and because he's in the states, he was yeah. getting slight delays. But he he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I can't yeah, believe yeah. I've been looking for that cab for so long." Because the thing is, it's a Sega cab, but um, certain companies in Japan used to make cabinets for everyone. So they just changed the side art or, you know, the stickers or whatever. So maybe this the company that made the cabinets for Sega was also selling to Nintendo. We yeah. don't know. We'll never know. No. But this one has got Nintendo parts on it. It's got like a Nintendo cocktail control panel, which is at an angle yeah. with all the, the cooker knob and the joystick and everything. It's got real nice side art, uh, top art on it with all Japanese writing. Well, so no. it looks official, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, the, so- the, the instruction decals on top mm-hmm. have been taken off a white tabletop and cut yeah. up into strips yeah. to go around the edge wow. it doesn't fit I think and it's it was, a bit of a yeah. bodge to be honest with you it's mm. really badly cut yeah like they haven't cut like even a kid could do better you oh know God. you know when you cut around the lines yeah, yeah. it hasn't been done at all Oops. <laughs> so we're not sure if this is a, a prototype from Nintendo licenses Sega because the actual game when you play it it says Nintendo Limited doesn't yeah, it yeah it's definitely I think it's come over as like a promotion you yeah, know, yeah. come over to UK, look, promoting this game. Sega, can we use this cab? Let's stick it in there. Yeah, yeah. The board's been modified to work on that monitor. It's not the same as my Sheriff It's not board. a Sanio monitor. No, it's not a Sanio monitor. Mm. It's an NEC, and it's got Sega Entertainments on it. Oh, right. 
uh, Sega Enterprises on it. Yeah, because when they did a prototype or something like this, maybe they, they didn't run it off. Maybe they want money about Well, they only did it once. They used to use different cabinets just yeah. to say, oh, this is what it's going to look like. But they've got it on their flyer, though. This but that's a, a totally thing. different cabinet. It's red and white, well, isn't it? I don't it? know. That could just be a bad artist impression of it. I've never, ever I seen think. one of those. If you go on to any Nintendo site, Sean, and have a look at the, some of the flyers, or even on Taffa, the arcade yeah. flyers archive, which we use a lot, you'll see yeah. it's got an upright and a cocktail table and it's weird-looking red and white thing. And that's what we think it is. But if you look at the, the parts... They're totally different. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. And I've never, ever seen a red and white one like that in the flesh, or even in a picture. Yeah. I don't even think they came out, you know. I think it was like a promotional well, thing. They I never mean. made them. Well, they might have just... I've either just said, oh, the guy was doing it, didn't yeah. really know how it was going to work, how it was going to turn I mean, out. An artist's impression, yeah. Yeah, an artist's impression of what it was going to look Alex like. Alex is now a Nintendo detective. <laughs> a private dick. <laughs> how, how do you rate the game, Alex? Is it up there with the best Nintendo? No, no, it's not the best Nintendo game. But what's more significant for me, and this is significant for Nintendo collectors and arcade collectors, it, it, now we know it exists. Mm. That is the cabinet, okay? Yeah. And it, Nintendo did put them in those, okay? Um, no, when it's not one of the best games. It's a fun game, but like all old games, they're quite basic, aren't they? You have your little yeah. game. It's not a game you're going to try and get a world record on, really. Although I could, because I'm the only person who owns it. <laughs> but it's not like, you know... You know, you really want to come back and get a real high score, it like Donkey Kong or Donkey Kong Junior. It's just a lovely, fun game, and it was done by the artwork was done by Shigeru Miyamoto. So, it, yeah. you know, it has that appeal for a Nintendo collector as well. I know? disagree. You know, I really like Sheriff. It's Sheriff is a game like Pulsar we're playing. Yeah, I used to play as a really small kid, mm. seven, eight years old, and I used to play it. And I remember Sheriff has always been yellow. Yeah, it must have had a, a screen with a yellow phosphor on it. Yeah. Because I think the Exidy version is black and white. It's called Bandido. Yes. It's a slightly. They just change it a little bit. It's exactly the same game. Oh, it's a great game. I'm not saying it isn't, but I was really asking like whether it was the best in my collection. It's mm. not the best no, game. No. I mean, Junior is always going to be my best. It's got so much depth to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's no, a fun game. You know, it's amazing. It looks like a. Do you know what it looks like? One of those old 70s drinks cabinets. Mm hmm. You know, <laughs> I love one of those in the house. You open it up. Yeah, yeah. You're hoping to see a nice load of whiskey in there, but it's just all electronics. <laughs> I suppect you've put some gin, uh, some uh, no, rum I'm in there. I'm going to make that mistake. <laughs> yeah, uh, Alex, no, no quarter one one three. I'm just checking it out. They did. Uh, they've just reviewed Donkey Kong Junior. Have you I listened know, to that? I have. I listened to it on the way here. Actually, did you laugh at the their mood? scores? Yes. <laughs> they, love, they, 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 reckon it's ex- they reckon it's better than Donkey Kong. Actually, I agree. Mm, I agree. Don't know about that. I, I think it is. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, when I listen to uh, No Quarter, as I do every Monday when they come out, whatever, I thought to myself because my Donkey Kong Junior is right in front of me, and it's always it's had Donkey Kong in it for forever. I might just whip Donkey Kong Junior back in there, yeah. see if I can beat my score, because I think my score is about one hundred and fifty thousand. Well, yeah, and you're close to two hundred thousand, aren't you? Our games on Junior are longer, aren't they? Yes, yeah, because we, we, we started them. on that one when you first yeah. got yours, and it was in my house. Yeah. And then I got I got Donkey Kong later on and put that in there. And we started playing Donkey Kong. Well, I think Donkey Kong is a much more unforgiving game. It's a lot harder than Junior for sure. Everyone says Junior is a little bit easier, but yeah. I'm better at Donkey Kong. Yeah, maybe it's just I played it a bit more. Yeah. What sort yeah. of scores you on with Donkey Kong, Sean? Is that your kind of game? Donkey Kong, um, not really. I never really got into it. You can't shoot stuff with your monkey, so you're more of a shooter, mother. Yeah. There's no bullets in it at all. <laughs> no bullets. <laughs> Wait, what about Donkey Kong 3? Yeah, you yeah. played that. You'd you like that one, get into yeah. it, could you? 
yeah, we yeah you covered it, didn't you? But I, um, there was some. Th- what was it about that? Oh yeah, you couldn't fire your bullets at the top of the screen, could you? Um, no, it was kind of like a shooting platformer thing, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's a good description of it. Yeah, and I, I did try. I really tried to get into it, but um, in the end, I just thought it's a bit. It's okay. I wouldn't yeah. say it was brilliant. I, I do know there's people like Alex yourself and that who love it, but um, yeah. I would just say it's a. It's a five out of tenner. Yeah. Like, the thing with Donkey Kong Three is I, it's like a lot of games I find. I think you're the same, and you're the same, Sean. Really love it. Love everything about it. Love the artwork. Love the the idea of it. Love the IP. But we're really bad at it, and it sort mm. of puts you off a little bit because you're. Oh, I really like it. Do you want to have a game? Nah. Well, some, some rubbish. Some, it. some people play games like you know the World Champions, just non-stop one game. I, I yeah. mean, you know, it's great to have a high score and all that, but just. To put that much time, dedication, just one game, I just, I, I don't know. I'd hate to look at that game, or if mm. I'd got once I'd got that high score, you don't I, go probably, off it, I do wouldn't you? want to go back to it. Yeah, I don't want to. My favourite games that I actually got in my arcade, like Donkey Kong Junior, which has got Donkey Kong in it, and Dig Dug and Cosmic Alien, are they're keepers. They're yeah. never going to go anywhere. Yeah, and I don't want to get a world record. I don't. I never would. I'm not that they're good. A bit of fun, aren't they? But I wouldn't want to get yeah. it. So you're playing mm. it for hours and you get bored of it. Mm. But that also segment, segues mm. me on to uh, something that happened recently. A friend of Alex and I, and I think you might know him as well, Sean, a guy called Al, who's called Pac-Man mm. on the forums. Yes. He got his first mm. kill screen at Donkey Kong. I know. Ah, I saw this. 800 yeah. and something thousand. Mm. Well done, Al. That yeah, is well amazing. Done, Absolutely amazing. Al did my mm. uh, Popeye. Yeah, he? He's, he loves yeah, the Nintendo, really like Alex does. He's, yeah. he's, he does amazing restorations. I wonder if he'd come around and do my death race for me. <laughs> <laughs> but he do, he goes 110%. Yes. He, he washes monitors. The yeah. text room going, I bloody hate this game, I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, but then he goes and get a kill screen <laughs> yeah. on it. Yeah. The day later, he's, you know, yeah. I say, well, have a break. And the next day, he's got a kill screen. He needs to use Sean's rule. Don't swear at it, <clears> turn <throat> it off, go play something else. Play something else, yeah. Come back to it later on. Yeah, yeah so well done, Al, for that. Absolutely brilliant. Mm. I, I'll tell you what, he's actually better at Junior than he was at Donkey Kong, so I reckon yeah. his next skill screen can't be that far away. We've got over a million on Junior, hasn't he? <gasps> Whoa, wow. how cool is that? He's not coming around on my machine and getting it like No, he's not. <laughs> he really wiped my... Didn't he wipe my score off your machine anyway? I'm not happy about it. Yeah. <sighs> so, okay, Sean, do one of your stolen pickups for us. <laughs> yeah, another one that I've borrowed. Mm-hmm. Um a guy, uh, I, I don't know if I can get this name right. Urgent, mentan- uh, Oh Christ, Urgentimenti. Oh, yes, he's one of the uh, users on UK Vac Forum. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's picked up a um, a Defender USB Defender stick. I like it. It looks like it actually looks like the control panel of the original arcade game. Oh, cool. Um, the, the stick is just two way, and um, yeah. it was selling them on eBay. I've just had a quick look, and the. Um, I think it might have just been one for sale. I thought he might have been doing a, you know, producing a couple. The yeah. the guy called um, Arcade eighty four is his eBay tag. Yeah. Um, but he also does what I'm interested in is a a four way stick, mm-hmm. um, which um, the one he's just sold has got a like a Donkey Kong um, theme to it. Ooh. Ooh, uh, uh, like a smallish, a smallish, like four-way stick with two buttons and then suckers that you could stick on the table. Oh, I remember the old suckers on the old eight-bit joysticks. Yeah, yeah. Lick them and the, slap them on your table. Or stick them on your mate's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that as well. So that would be perfect for me. Like um, even like this pulsar, I struggled um, with my joystick because it was just, you know, eight-way. So you just 
made just slight little errors that cost your life yeah. sometimes. I'm have to get on a on a t-shirt for you, Sean. Sean Holly <laughs> brackets struggling with his joystick. <laughs> is that my excuse? Is it? <laughs> well, yeah, I use it a lot. Yeah. I'm um, looking at the Defender stick right now. It's really nice. It's sort of um, it's like a Hori stick, sort of same size as a ho- yeah. Hori stick. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, it's sort of quite squashed up, but it, it it's got all the decals from the Defender control yeah. panel, and it's got all the buttons in exactly the right places. And um, when you get good at Defender, it's it's quite intuitive yeah, you, and it looks really nice. Hopefully they do a Robotron one, maybe. I guess Defender players are quite funny about their control. Yeah, and if they? you need to play it on MAME, you need a setup like this, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to get world records and do that sort of stuff, you need to yeah. be playing with the proper. You can't in, just in, use in a normal the right stick. layout, as yeah. the same as the arcade. Yeah, you yeah. can't use a, a like a you know a joystick and a six button thing. That wouldn't work. Is you that your game, right Sean? Is it Defender? Oh no, no, no. No, no if, one's going to Defender. <laughs> I well, play it at Arcade Club every week, and it, every week I get a slight bit better on it, but I've heard that, you know, you just play it and play it, and then you get to a point where it's just automatic, you know, your yeah. fingers go to the buttons and it becomes like muscle memory, but yeah. I think I'm about two years off that, yeah? I went up, there, I went up to the Arcade Club last week. <laughs> when you went to get the sheriff? Yeah, it's the first time oh, I went I in should, there. Oh, I should have you like in. it? Oh, I absolutely loved it. Nice, I isn't absolutely it? loved it. I walked in there, and just the way he set it out mm. with the artwork, I love all the artwork on the wall. And just little yes. bits here, and it's not overdone. You know, some places mm. can be like cluttered with stuff, like your games room. Yeah, my games <laughs> room. my games room. <laughs> but it's just well done. I love, I love the layout of the pins. It's got some awesome pins. I love that Judge Dread pin. That looked awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, no, really cool. Love so if anyone's it. going up north on a Saturday, mm. ten quid will get you into Arcade Club, and it's amazing. Go there. Yeah. I am going. We're recording this on a Saturday, so I shall be there in about two and a half hours. That's time. why we're doing it early, you muppet. But, yeah. So okay then, that's all the uh, the pickups and stuff done. Let's get on to a bit of feedback, Sean. Right. Yeah, we've got uh, some nice feedback again. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. Um, we've got. Dana Dana from the US. She says, hello from Central US. Love the podcast, guys. I've been here from the beginning. I liked it from the start, and you've, you have quickly moved to my favorite podcast from the 200 million I listened to. Two dozen, but, she said. All right, yeah. <laughs> just trying to big it up a bit. Yeah. I really appreciate how you can keep, keep it family-friendly and still be entertaining. Um, she goes on about all the like crude jokes that are on some of the others. Yeah. She says like they're funny, but now she's forty-seven. They're not so funny. They were funny when she was a teenager, you know. Yeah. And then she said, "Quick question: One of you guys, I forget who that was. You had a spreadsheet of all arcade games that they started. They are a right nerd. She's putting capitals. Yeah. No, I made that up. That was um, me. Would you like to share? Well, uh, yeah, I replied to her. I've, this spreadsheet, I looked at it, and it's actually three spreadsheets oh with diff- different bits of information. So I need to get it all together, and then eventually, when I sort it out, when I'm happy with it, I might just sort of post it somewhere. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, also, we'd like to know if uh, Dana, we believe she's a lady, might be a bloke. We don't know. So we want to know if you've got any arcade cabinets, Dana, because I don't know of any uh, female collectors. I, I only know a few women who play arcade games, actually. And you, we want to know more. Tell us a bit more about it. Do you collect them? Do you fix them? Do you, have you got any really good high scores? Get back to us, Dana. We're really uh, appreciative of your feedback. Mm. Benson Rad again, a, a regular writer in. Listener for? Writer in. Is that a, is that a thing? Writer in Yeah. Writer in 
right in her. <laughs> he says, very good once again. One thing I've noticed with Sean, he certainly bones up on his info beforehand. Oh, yes. I, I, I do about almost 20 minutes research before every podcast. I put my five minutes worth in as well, so don't forget that. <laughs> I never used to do any. Just turn up. He just turns up like a naughty schoolboy being late for a lesson. <laughs> I, I actually really enjoy it doing all the research. It's something I've really got into now. When I have the time to do it, when I'm not flipping work until God knows yeah, that's that was the trouble with me. I never had the time, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Sean's you know. just lazy. He doesn't want yeah. to work. No. <laughs> Don't tell oh, us, can't do anything at work. No. Can't even go on the internet. You get sacked. Oh dear. Well, no, you don't. But you, you know, there's, you know, you can't do it really. I've tried. Um, yeah, uh, Benson said uh, that. Yeah, the, the research really detailed. Um, the podcasts are packed, which is a good thing. I often wonder how both of you do these, as you must be on Skype or something on the computer. But you, you seem to. Um, be watching videos and looking up stuff whilst recording. They are actually both high on fizzy drinks and candy. Sort of true. We do it via Skype, but Alex is in front of me at the moment. I've got magazines I look through. He does. <laughs> he looks, he's got all the old magazines, which is probably the best source of information. Uh, we do a lot of that. We use an online notebook sort of thing, don't we? The uh, Google, Google Docs. So yeah. we can both see it. And when we update it, I always start it, and then I give you permission to look at it and do what you want with it. And then you can update it, and every time we go on there, it's been updated, so we can both share information quite easily. And when I'm doing the podcast, it's in front of me at the moment, so I can look. Through, I usually put it on an iPad or whatever, so I can sort of look through it and stuff. But also, Sean has been posting some live links on there, so I can just click on them mm. and look at the link when he's talking That's about cool. it, which is really cool. Mm. And I think if I do that on a video, the audio will come through here, and the listeners will listen to yeah. it as well. So I'm trying not to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's good. And thank you for that, Ben. It's really nice to hear you you like it actually. Yeah, and he's also said, great, you are doing a quaff black hole at some point as a challenger. Yes, nice one. Game. Will yeah. the next one be a Christmas special? It's not, well, kind of, isn't it? It is Christmas. Well, Alex yeah. is a great big Christmas present for a start. And it is special. <laughs> <laughs> and we got talking about the Christmas theme, didn't we? And Colin D wrote in saying, there's a Christmas level, um, a Merry Christmas level on Boogie Wings. I don't even know what that is. Oh, uh, you've not played Boogie Wings? It's a shoot map, isn't it? Oh, you'll love it. It's a sort of like, um, it's a shooter, left to right horizontal shooter, but you can get out of your plane. Ah, you, we covered this, didn't we? We we not covered it, but we have spoke about spoke it before. About it, yeah. It's a, and, and Retro Obscura have covered it. That's right. That's the what little, you're thinking. Little men get out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sean, when you finish this podcast, before you go to Arcade Club and have your Polish <laughs> beer, go play Boogie Wings. It's a really <laughs> cool game. I mean, it's really cool. And the PCB goes for about £300. It's wow. such a good game, yeah. Really nice game. I'll have to check that out, yeah, because there's someone called Bad Santa on it. He is. He's the mate, he's the big boss. Then he's like a sort of purple and yellow Santa with a massive gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah Trey so Bad sent us a picture of that, yeah. That's the only game I know of, arcade game, that's got anything to do with Christmas. If any listeners know any different, we'd like to know about it. Because yeah. arcades, obviously, were all year round. More of a summer thing. When people go on holiday to the su- in the summer, they would go to play the arcades. It's not really a thing you do in the winter, I suppose. Pingo. Yeah, yeah, Pango's a sort of uh, an icy oh, yeah. thing, yeah, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Snow Brothers, that's one, isn't it? Yeah, Snow, Snow Brothers, Brothers, yeah. That's a good one. I hate that game, that's why we're not doing it for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's rubbish. Uh, Hitesh, my friend Hitesh, who you know as well, Alex. Yeah. Looking forward to listening to this this afternoon, where all the part-timers have gone home for the day. Just watch a video of Star Force on YouTube. You've never played it before. Oh. We find that a lot, though. I mean, you mentioned a game that we've played millions of times. No one's ever played it before. And then they mentioned a game. Oh, don't you know that? And what? Never heard of yeah, it before. I picked it up on the Famicom about a week after you did the podcast. Yeah, I've got it on the Famicom it's as well. Really it's a good. great game. Yeah. Real good on the on the NES. 
Uh, keep up the good work, which we will try and do, Hitesh. Great show, uh, as always, from Charlie Farr. He said, listening to it whilst having a little uh, Galaxian practice. He's the guy going for the world record. Um, I was speaking to him last Saturday. He said, I heard my shout out, thanks by the way, and immediately lost a life. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> we won't be doing that again. It's, it's probably on 1.2 million and died, isn't it? I hope not. It, no, it wasn't your I, fault, Sean, not mine. He says, I was playing terrible anyway, so I feel a bit better now. Oh, so he's only got 600,000 on it then, maybe. Oh, yeah, I was, I was watching him uh, last Saturday. He's just... Um, his strategy he says it's easy he just says because there's such a slow rate of fire on Galaxian it, yeah it is really and he's just one bullet on a yeah, uh, on the screen at like, once he says well, every bullet has to count you see and you yeah. watch him and he doesn't miss a single shot yeah I've seen people play that before and I've tr- been trying to play that on Cosmic Alien mm. which is similar to Galaxian see I mm. can't play Galaxian I prefer the, the Galaxian game in Gorf is better because you can yeah, you can. It's different, isn't it? Well, you can get that fire, can't you? Halfway yeah. up, or well, can... there, there are some versions of Galaxian. You can get different ROM sets, like um, bootleg ones and hacked mm. ones, where they've got a rapid fire. Well, that's and it, it, it's a, and you can have one with bendy bullets. You can actually control your bullets a little bit. There's loads of. I mean, Galaxian was one of the most bootlegged and hacked games yeah. ever. And there's loads of different versions. And somewhere, you know, the aliens come down. Instead of just threes, they come down like tens. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. But the, the fast fire one is a lot of fun. It's a lot easier. But like for me. Mrs. Pac-Man's speed-up version. Oh, Lord. He keeps saying that. It's supposed to be Miss Pac-Man. Mm. I find more fun because it's easier. Mm. And it's just a lot mm. more fun. It's faster, so it's a bit better, I think. A lot of the purists wouldn't agree with me. It was a great game when it came out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, when, you, when you're playing proper Galaxian, every bullet, you miss a bullet, and you've got, you yeah. got like a split second where you're not doing anything, you, exactly. and you'll get killed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, Monkey Chunk UK, we mentioned him last time. He said, Oh my God, I'm famous. Thanks for the mention. Okay. Um, he gave us a mention in his recent podcast. I've had a listen to it and it's quite funny. It's these two lads just chatting together and having a great laugh, and that comes across. So uh, check that out. Monkey Chunk UK podcast. Yeah, I thought I looked for that, but I couldn't find a link to download it. I think you just got to listen to it live. But I will, now I'm off work, I can get all my podcasts together on my, my other iPod and listen to them while I'm doing stuff in the arcade. So I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, um, what else have we got? Mark Singleton, great show, guys. Brilliant score on Star Force, Sean. Thank you very much. Oh, get off. Uh, Dave. <laughs> Dave O, great podcast, Vic and Sean. Is the overall volume a bit low? Don't know, was it? He needs to clean his ear rolls out. That's what he needs to do. Dave, Dave, turn it up, love. Turn it up, love. It might have been, actually. I was, I was mucking about with the settings on it, so maybe. I don't know. We'll make it a little bit louder, perhaps. WTG Bob is listening to um, listen to it again while going to work in the weather bomb, that weather bomb we've just had, which was a, a fictional thing that the press made up, I reckon. Yeah, WTG Bob is in Scotland, Scotland, mm. and he runs to work. Is he mad? Yes, he is. It's minus 76 <laughs> degrees in Scotland at the moment. Not supposed to run. No, not unless you're chasing the bus or some food. Synonym <laughs> uh, 9, he says, uh, my favourite show so far. It's always great to listen to you guys, Victor and Sean. And then he he, he gives, um, he's going on about how he enjoys Hang On, because we did the Hang On musing, didn't we, last yes, time? Yes, we did. And he's just saying it's one of those iconic cabinets and it's cutting-edge graphics at its finest. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music rocks. He did say, is this the first game with Sega's revolutionary superscalar technology? I don't know, is it? Like the OutRun kind of yeah, uh, the sprite scaling thing. I think it came before um, OutRun, and it definitely came before Enduro Race Racer. So maybe it has got the oh. scaling effect, which are really nice. Um, Synonym 9 
he's going to feature on this podcast at the end of it. He is called Hannes. Really cool guy I spoke to on a Skype interview the other day. And he was the guy who got the big the warehouse raid. He's an Austrian guy. Really nice bloke to talk to. And he's now our official contact in Austria. Fantastic. So we're going to get him to do evil arcade tests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's got another one coming up, actually. I think it's in Germany. It's a few hours' drive from where he is. But he gave a really good interview, really nice bloke to speak to. He's got some awesome cabs. He gave me a list of the cabs, which I'll read out later on, just before we do the interview, before I post the interview on the end of the, the podcast. But yeah, he's really into uh, our podcast, and I'm really grateful for the interview for him. Sure. So thank you for that, Hannes. And he's really big into Hang On. He's got the, the, the sit-on machine, the big motorbike yeah. you actually sit down on. I never got into to Hang On. I was more of an enduro racer. Yeah, enduro racer was another one, like you, one you sat on. You, yeah, you, you, you had to bike. sort of pull it backwards yeah, with your wheelie. That's what I, liked. I bet they got broken mm. a lot. Those machines. I'm gonna spend... Don't see many of them. No, you don't. So that's got, mm. I bet he's got one. Probably got one from the Ray, the Ray yeah. you'd expect, which would be nice. I think he did, didn't he? He found one, didn't he? I don't um, know, actually. I've, I've got a list of his, his cabinets he bought, so I'll, I'll read them out later on, perhaps. Okay, let's do some shout-outs now. Uh, my main shout-outs are Andy Lowe for coming round and talking to me about arcades and such and showing me some really cool games on the iPad, which, Sean, you will love. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you'll get an iPad for Christmas, because you love these, mate, honestly. And also, Hannes, let me try and get his last name right. Hannes Slanish. Hopefully I've pronounced that right, because I'm not very good at Austrian names, for doing the interview with us. He was really cool. And I would just like to give a shout-out to everyone who keep bumping into an arcade club. It's quite a nice community there. And the Batcave, of course, which mm-hmm. is a different set of people. So I'm, I'm really lucky to be going to both and enjoying it. And to and like just Merry Christmas to everybody, really, and enjoy your holiday break and get some gaming in. Absolutely, over the holidays. And then, uh, any shout-outs, Alex? Uh, only to myself. That's about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the young guy, Harry, you met, who's got the nice arcade. Yeah, Harry was cool, yeah. I need to meet Harry. I yeah, think he sounds quite a nice there. guy. Yeah, not too far from um, us either, which is groovy. I think I must give a shout-out to um, Ulrich Goner, the guy, Super Uli, who sold yeah. me my death race. And he's opened a massive can of worms for me there. Yeah. I'm going to be yapping about well, this yeah, all the time. Like to, you've done a good job, guys, of continuing on the... Uh, shout outs for all the guys on the European forums because I think they, they do a lot over there yeah Sean and I are getting right into Dragon's Lair fans yeah. forum now because obviously yes. you know Bruno bought in your yeah. sheriff off of him and um, I've been on there um, I've posted some of my high scores for Kicker yeah, and all this sort of stuff and, and we've been talking about the podcast and a few people have got back to me about a few things there's a guy yeah. looking for Kangaroo PCB which was licensed to Lalvan Automatics which I have a really rare one that hasn't been dumped I had that from years ago, so I'm going to dig that out and take some pictures of it for him. Yeah, but yeah, really nice forum, I think. Yeah, it's quite good. good. Is a good forum. Yeah, I, I missed get, that I, for years. Yeah, so I'm happy I've done it now. You've only just joined, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're on this show, aren't you? I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah, quite a few good. now. Yeah. The, the, well, the thing I find interesting is that the things they find on there, you know, because I think over here it's been pretty much done, hasn't it? Yeah, there's not many places left that have got decent cabs No, anymore. it's such a small little island, but mm. Europe's a big place, you know. Yeah, loads going on in Germany. Loads of barns waiting mm. to be discovered, maybe, yeah. you know. Well, Hannes has found an, another one, as I said, in Germany. I think it's an mm. old hotel. Mm. Uh, people know a little, I think the, the select few know about it. Mm. 
Uh, and that's going to be sort of uncovered soon. Hopefully we'll find some nice gems there we can speak about. He's going to send us um, a report when he does it. Yeah. So I can't wait for that. It'd be really cool. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think Germany, Austria, uh, Italy, because Italy had Zakaria cabs yes. and model racing cabs. Mm. And they had all these different licensed versions, like my Cosmic Alien. And I think because Germany was big into it, they had lots of uh, licensed versions of other games, like Atari mm. and Taito. They, they got licensed by their own companies. Um, so there's some quite interesting... I'm not sure if they're bootlegs or semi-official licensed versions. Mm. There's some really nice ones over there. Yeah. So, it's a bit like those Battle Sharks as well that came out of that... Yes, that, that uh, Berlin, wasn't American it? American air base. In Berlin that you that got, just yeah. just shut down. I mean, what with the wall coming down and, and, you know, countries changing, you know, things open up, don't they? And new places yeah. are found. So you never know what else we're going to come out there. So and stay that, in there. You never know. Yeah, yeah. France and Germany are such huge countries yeah. compared to our little city yeah. island we live on. <laughs> I guess I'll just a shout out to Ben Purity for sorting out my versus board. He's been good. And Ty as well on the US uh, forum, uh, Clov, who's actually just joined UK VAC. Yeah, yeah. So give him a good welcome, guys. He's Ty? 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 Ty, I think it is. He's had some. He's got some very good... He's got um, a good YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm going to post that on the show notes, because yeah. I've looked at his videos before. Wasn't he the guy who had that really odd version of Donkey Kong with the really long ladders? That's right, yes. Yeah. And, and he, he picked up the, the carnival in the same cabbage as Sherry. Right. He's got a Donkey Kong cabaret. He as has. Well. He's got some rare stuff. Yeah. yeah really he, nice he guy did to have talk a to. Space think. Demon as well, but I think, <gasps> I think he sold that. Wow. In America yeah. again, they can get everything over there. Yeah, it's out there, isn't it? Also, one more shout out to the no, the broken token guys. I've been talking to them on uh on Twitter messaging, and they've sent me a care package. They've sent me a box of goodies. I'm not sure what's in it, they're not telling me, because I, I did them some um Coinmax for their Nintendo machine with their broken token logo on it and they've sent me some stuff they, they took a while sending it because they were busy doing massive mm. pinball shows and some really cool things they went to America gets it all I'm quite jealous and they've sent me a care package and they said to me don't open it until you're on air alright so hopefully I'll have it by two weeks time <laughs> in the was... new year and I'll keep it until he said he said to me because they're in Kentucky he said oh it, there's a Kentucky staple in there and I said what chicken and waffles yeah and he said, oh, I like chicken and waffles. Is that where fried chicken comes from? Kentucky? Yeah. All oh, right. I'll tell you what, mate, and you, Sean, if you mm. get to a place that does chicken and waffles, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Chicken Honestly, they do waffles. it. In London, there's a place in London that does it. It's like um, it's Kentucky fried chicken, mm. but obviously from Kentucky, not the junk you get in the, in the fast food places. It's um, really nice. Oh, this is getting into the, the, the food podcast now. On a waffle, on a, <laughs> like a normal waffle. But what they do is they put maple syrup on the waffle, yeah. which isn't for me. What I do is I eat the chicken first, then have the maple syrup on the waffle, like yeah. a second layer to yes, your dinner. Your traditional. Oh, my God. So good, honestly. <laughs> the Kentucky people have got it right there. So I'm not sure what he's put in this thing. Maybe it's some bourbon. Mm. don't know. I have to have you round to help me drink it if it is. Yeah. You haven't got the, the package yet, then? No, no, it's not arrived oh, yet. Okay. They've sent it off the other day. And also, just thought again, another shout-out to Paul Nermanen from the Intellivisionaries podcast, Nermix. He's, uh, he bought for me um, a ColecoVisions flashback. You know, the little units, the mm-hmm. emulated ones we've got 60 games on? I sent yeah. him some money over, and he's bought, he bought one on Black Friday for me in America, so it was ultra cheap. And he's got it for me. He sent it off me. It's on its way here. So thanks a lot for that, Paul, because there's no way I would have got one in the UK. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to do them in the UK. And I've never had a ColecoVision, and I really like ColecoVision. Some really good games on there. There's 60 games to go through on it, and it's cool. a tiny little unit as well. Yeah, real cool little thing. 
And he said he sent me a little extra in there as well, so I'm quite intrigued to see what that is. I might nice. open them both on, on air, so I could do repackaging <laughs> yeah. on air, which yeah. is quite fun. Yeah, so thanks for those guys. Anyone else? Sorry about that, I've forgotten. But Merry Christmas to you all anyway. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> and thanks for having me back, guys. Well, we're probably going to have a, um, a little... Been a bit strange? <laughs> yeah, I think you and I, and I hope Sean will do it later on, we're going to have a bit of a cocktail later on. Oh. My wife is right. I took... I, one thing I did earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, I gave Sean a quick Skype call because he wanted to test out his new his new mic and headphones. Yeah. And as I came online, he could see me. I was drinking a pina colada. Nice. <laughs> so my wife's really into making cocktails. Man. But who am I to argue with that? I'll just have to drink them. It's as Definitely. simple as that. No problem. And then you messaged me later on with some other strange cocktail that she was forcing you to drink. I don't think it was forcing you to drink, to be oh, honest. Oh, do you know it? what? It was called uh, a Horizon. All right, yeah. and it was horrible. It gave me really, ugh, ugh. didn't like that one at all. <laughs> but I think we'll have one with rum later on, Alex. Is that all right with you? Sounds good to me. Yeah, look at his little eyes light up mm. when he heard the word rum. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next section, and this is what console stroke computer game should have been in the arcade. Sean, you have issue with this. Um, I'm running out of them, to be honest. I know we could. Um, I'm going to sort of try and slightly change this one for this week, if that's all right. No problem at all, mate. I'm going to change it to great console computer conversions of classic arcade games. How about that? That's, that's got right. a really snappy title. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue in 76 yeah. different <laughs> syllables. Well done. Yeah. Great console computer conversions of arcade games that were quite good, but not nearly as good as arcade, but could have been. That's better, isn't it? Try saying that yeah. with a mouthful of eggs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the one, one that really stands out for me... Um, is Eagle Empire on the Commodore 64, which was a Phoenix clone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always liked it better than the original Phoenix. <gasps> How um, dare you? Get out! It came a bit after it, 1984, Alligator Software. But it's... Um, I don't know if you agree, but Phoenix is slightly jerky. Do, do you know what I mean? Mm, the Yeah, it's a bit, a bit glitchy, isn't it? Yeah, there are bugs a, in that game as well. It's, it doesn't have a smooth movement kind yeah, of thing. When the eggs break open, it's a bit glitchy, isn't it? That's not a glitch. That's a feature. Oh, that's <laughs> a bad feature. <laughs> it's like what they did in all these old arcade games, and, and a lot of Intellivision games do it as well. If there's a bug in the game, they call it a feature. Yeah. And sometimes you can <laughs> yeah. run through a, um, an enemy because your collision detection is rubbish. No, no, it's a feature. It's a feature. <laughs> so what was great about this game then, jo- uh, Sean, on the Commodore 64? It, it had a very nice, smooth feel to it. Really, um, and also you could pull back on the joystick for the barrier. Oh yeah, rather than the second button, because most eight bit games only had one game button, didn't they? Yeah, which I found quicker. You know, you got got you out a bit of trouble yeah, there. Yeah, that's a good because it's only left and right, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. the um, I think they cheated a bit with the mothership at the end, where in the arcade, like the mothership sort of slowly progresses down the screen towards you, doesn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. But in in um, this version, the your ship actually moves up towards the mothership. Oh, okay. Do you know is what? that right? Does it does the ship in? On yes, the uh, I found this out only recently, and I've been playing Phoenix for over thirty years. I really like Phoenix. I actually had a machine of it once, a cabaret. I found out the other day because the world champion is Richie Knuckles. All right, uh, he can get over two hundred thousand on it, something mm. mad. And apparently, what he does on the mothership at the end, it does it does incrementally come down at you. When it's at its lowest point, it stays still, and that's when you kill it. You get loads of thousands for doing it. Right, loads of thousands. That's good English, isn't it? <laughs> you get you get a, a big score, thousands. A, a gaggle of thousands, <laughs> a flock of thousands. Oh, we could go on forever. Uh, yeah, you get you get a higher score the lower it comes down at you. And I always thought 
that wasn't the case because when as you go through quite a few levels of it, like, I'm not reasonable at it. I can get like twenty seven thousand on it. And what I thought is, the further you get in the game, the more money you, the more points you got. But that's not the case. It's because it starts lower and obviously gets lower as you're trying to kill it off. So if you leave it to the last minute. You make you make a sort of um, a break through the middle of it, and then just shoot the guy in the middle when it when it's at lowest point. You get a big score. Yeah, I didn't know that. Wow. But also, my cosmic alien go back to that game again. As you progress through the levels on that, every two levels, your ship goes up one, like you just said, Sean. Yeah, mm. and you start closer to the alien, so the game goes quicker because you're shooting them quicker. But they can go underneath you and back up through, right. like in 1942. You know, when the planes go around the back of you and come up from behind. Which adds yeah. another because they don't do that on Galaxian, so it adds another bit that Galaxian hasn't invaders, got. Invaders, they start lower down. Don't they, they do, yeah, yeah, yeah. But on on Cosmic Alien, because they're swooping down at you like like Galaxian, they actually some of them come behind you mm. and they go up your backside. They're devils, aren't they? They are monsters. <laughs> well, I haven't got one this week, unfortunately. So I'm going to read out uh, Benson Rads because mm. Benson's awesome. He does this stuff for us. We should get him on one day. Yeah. Uh, in terms of games, it should have been in the arcade. Not sure it's been mentioned before. It hasn't. Uh, Barbarian. By mm. Palace Software. Remember I Barbarians? Yeah. I had it on the Commodore 64 and the Spectrum, and my friend had it on the Amiga. Do you know the best thing about that game? Maria Whitaker. The cover. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I don't know if uh, our oh, out of I don't know if our um, overseas uh, listeners know this, but Barbarian by Palace Software was an 8-bit and 16-bit game, and it was sort of like a one-on-one fighter with barbarians, like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. And on the cover of all the magazines and and you know the advertisements, there was this big sort of muscle-bound. Mm. Uh, I think he was one of the man, gla- man and woman. They're yeah, both yeah, quite both. Bound, I think they? he was. Was he the Gladiator on the TV show Probably, Gladiator? Yeah. I'm sure he was, looking all manly with his sort of yeah. headband and his big rippling muscles. But there was also <laughs> a Page Three girl who was a topless model in the Sun newspaper in the in the 80s called Maria Whitaker, and she was um, <clears throat> quite nice. I liked her as a youth. <laughs> yeah, she was a bit of a pinup as a youth, so she was on it, and she was quite um, wasn't wearing a lot, was she? No. But enough to be respectable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think but, I mean, this game was um, gory as well, wasn't it? Another yes. com- controversy was... Um, it was, yeah. You could chop the guy's heads off and That's a bit right. of blood came out and yeah. everyone was appalled by it in, like, 1985 or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah on the speccy you couldn't do that, though, could you? Because <laughs> it would have been colour clash. Wasn't, wasn't so it just, <laughs> just monochrome? Wasn't everything yellow on Barbarian? Yeah. But the thing was, as well, as well as just chopping someone's head off, which is pretty gory to start with, when you did that, there was a special move, and if you did it, and mm. pulled it off like a Mortal Kombat move. Yeah. If you did it, you'd win the game, obviously, because the guy hasn't got a head. He wasn't very good at fighting mm. without his head, and you need your head. Um, <laughs> a little gremlin would come on, he'd kick the head yeah. off the screen, oh, and drag down. the body yeah. off, remember? Yeah, I do. It's coming yeah. back to but me. Imagine now. that in yeah. the arcade, though, where you could have different characters. You Maybe yeah. you could play Maria Whitaker as well. Maybe she'd do a, a page three move yeah, that's, or something. Yeah, that's an early fighting game, isn't it? It's a sort of round sort of era of exploding fist. Yeah, well, do you know what we should do? Mm-hmm. Our friends Retro Obscura are doing fighting games for their next podcast. Right. I think I should um, put that one forward yeah. for them to play Barbarian. There was another one called Fighting Warrior. Do you remember that one? Oh, I remember on the, the name. Yeah, there was loads on the spectrum. Yeah. The fighting games were all the rage when we were kids. Yeah. All the rage. Because I mean, we used to go and play um, Kung Fu Master and Karate Champ in the yeah. arcade in Yar Kung Fu. And... We wanted we wanted to kick the death out of each other, basically. We wanted to be kung fu guys, and you actually are one. <laughs> yeah. How did it feel to you? Let me think. Don't think. Feel. And, uh, yeah, we wanted to do that. I mean, those games that came on the spectrum, like um, Way of Exploding Fist. Yes, that was awesome. And International Karate, awesome. and IK Plus as well. Yeah. They were good beat-em-ups. Well, Bruce Lee was a still quite a big thing as yeah, kids, wasn't absolutely. it, back then? You know. One of your heroes, wasn't he? Yeah. 
brought most kids, I think, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. Was he Sean? Yeah, I used to. I, lo- I loved all the films. Was you being a bearded man? Was you more of a Chuck Norris guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. I, I love Bruce Lee. This is an actual fact. Do you know what's underneath Chuck Norris's beard? No. Another fist. <laughs> <laughs> And on that, uh, and, on, funny. and on that note, <laughs> let's go and have a cup of coffee and put a quick musical interlude. Do you want to tell us what this one is, Sean? This time, I think you chose it. Uh, yeah, I was looking for Christmas tunes. Um, so this is good. Well, kind of good. It's it's by a guy on uh, YouTube called Eight Bit Jesus, which is name. a great name. <laughs> is he all? Is he all blocky? Uh, well, his, his images, yeah, cool. And he's put uh, um, this tune is. The, the We Three Kings, but he's called it We Three Konami. Okay. And he's also done all other stuff like uh, Ryu, the Red Nosed Ninja, and stuff like that. It's got a very Game Boy esque sound, but it is good. Okay, so, right, let's put so it on now listen. then. Cool. Okay, welcome back. Uh, that's our little sounds for the, the week. Me and Alex have had a bit of a drink. Not that kind of drink. We're still <laughs> coherent a bit. Uh, let's go on to do our game of the week. The game of the week is Pulsar. Yeah, it's Pulsar from uh, Sega. Well, Sega Gremlin, Gremlin Sega, January 1981 it was released. It was. Um, I was interested to see what all this Gremlin Sega, Sega Gremlin thing was all about. Mm-hmm. So I had a look at it, I had a bit of, bit of uh, research, and I found this. Gremlin Industries, which is not to be confused with um, Gremlin Graphics, the UK people in the early 80s. It was an American arcade game developer and manufacturer who manufactured wall games in the early 70s. Mm-hmm. And then they changed to, in 76, they changed to doing arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um, Sega purchased them in 79... And they started doing games with a joint branding, uh, Gremlin Sega, Grem- Sega Gremlin. Mm-hmm. Um, after a bit of restructuring, Gremlin changed the name. Well, I don't think it was their choice, actually, but the name was changed to Sega Electronics in 82. Yeah. And they did a couple of console games. I think Buck Rogers was one of them. Ah. Um, and then after the uh, video game crash, Sega Electronics, Gremlin, was shut down in 1984. 
and all its assets were transferred to Paramount Studios, which was like a part of Gulf and Western, which is the parent company of Sega. Oh, okay. So that was the kind of story behind the, the name Sega Gremlin, Gremlin Sega. So yeah. I would guess that Sega America bought up Gremlin for the for their manufacturing abilities, you know, because they, yeah. they, they were already in the business producing all this stuff. Yeah, that's usually what happened, that sort of thing. They, they had the bits they wanted and they stripped out the bits they wanted. Yeah. I always thought, when I saw Gremlin, I always thought to myself, oh, they're the people who made Monty Mole mm. in the yeah. UK on the Spectrum and the Commodore 64, but it isn't them. No, oh, it's, it's a good name, completely though. different people, yeah. I think they did Frogger. Because I think Frogger was made by Konami and licensed to Sega Gremlin. Mm. So I remember seeing the cab. The cab is the same as a head-on yes. cab, and the same as uh, well, they did a version of Space Firebird, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Because the Americans got the Gremlin version. Ah, I see. Yeah, being <clears> an American <throat> company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was programmed and developed by a guy called Larry Clegg and Mike Hendricks, who also did Eliminator, which No Quarter covered not too long ago. Yeah, it's a four-way stick with one button. Simple, just how we like it. It's a Z80 game. The sound is not yet emulated in MAME, which is a good thing. We're using the samples, so it's exactly the same as the arcade samples, which are really good. I like them, yeah. Uh, and the game is named after the big red enemy, the big thing that follows you around. The sinister-looking thing that follows you around. What's when that you, called? When you kill it, it's called a pulsar. I thought it was a plate. Really? <laughs> I thought it was a what? A plant? A plate. Oh, a plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this tray following you around, a deadly tray... <laughs> Yeah, when you shoot it, it turns into six of the smaller ones, which try and kill you. Smaller plates. Smaller plates, yeah. Well, then, what are these things? They're like, I don't know. There's a yellow thing that runs around the outside I could of the have walls. Got a better boss than that, but yeah, the thing with the game is it's a maze. It's a single screen maze game. You're in a little tiny tank that's a one character sized. If you think of text on a computer screen, it's a one character, eight pixels, eight by eight pixels, and you run around the maze. And you're trying to find keys, which are at the top of the screen, different coloured keys. You run into a key and your tank turns the same colour as the key. And in the bottom right-hand side of the screen is locks. And you've got to get each key to the lock. And they're numbered and coloured, one, two, to five. And if you get the keys in order, which goes red, yellow, cyan, green, magenta. That's the five yeah. keys. It goes up to five and then it stays at that difficulty. But if you get them in order... The fuel you use, which goes down quite quickly, you can replenish your fuel by killing the enemies. And every fuel you've got left at the end of it, of your bar, you'll get a bonus. And if you get the keys in order, you get double bonus. The first level, you get 100 points for each unit of fuel you've got left. And if you do them in order, you get 200 points. And then level 2, you get 200, up to 400, for when you get the bonus in order, and they're on and they're four. So it goes up and up and up. So the higher levels you go through, and if you get them in order, you get quite a lot of bonus points. That's when you get the real good scores in. But as you move around the, the maze, the walls move. They change. I mean, it's really sort of sinister noise, and they, they move. Uh, the noise sounds just like this. And they don't get in your way, these walls. Just You sort of make a, an area where you want to go up. You make a sort of pathway to get to your keys and then get down to the bottom to get your, your locks. And the flipping things keep moving all the time mm. and they get in your way. And if you hang around in one of the doorways where the, 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 the walls are and you hang around too long and it goes ab across you, it'll kill you. It'll sort of zap yeah. you. But yeah. If you run into a wall as it's changing, you just bounce off it for a little while until it changes, which is, is okay. 
And when you, you go up to an enemy, you can actually run up to the enemy and touch it and you won't get killed. But the thing with these enemies is they shoot really quickly. I mean, yes, they shoot they a do. lightning bolt out and it's very difficult to get out of the way of it. The worst place to be towards an enemy is about two inches away from it because you're far enough away from them to shoot at you and you're not far enough away to get out of the way of it quickly. But if you go up right up close to them and shoot, your, your shooting gets quicker because your, your, your bullets are quicker when they're in close proximity. And you can kill them quite quickly. And they don't normally shoot at you when you're real close to them. Yeah. But when you're a little bit further away, they will get you every time. Mm. They shoot really quick. <clears throat> Horrible little things. And they're quite difficult to shoot because they're the same size as you. They're quite small. And also, as you said, the Pulsar, the big alien, he doesn't shoot you at all. But what happens is... If he gets near you or he sees you, he follows you. And when he gets in the way of a wall, you can't get past him. You can't just ignore him and go past him quickly. He'll get in your way until you shoot him, and then the six of the bad guys come out of him. The bad guys are in different colours. They're green, red, and yellow. The yellow ones, they go around the outside of the walls. They follow the walls around. They sort of they don't go after you at all. They just follow. And the red ones just go mad all over the place shooting at you, and the green ones just sort of randomly float around. But... When you get near them, they will shoot at you. I'm not sure if they're shooting at you or just shooting in random, but they normally hit you, don't they? Yes, they do. They do. So that's the game, basically. Mm. It's very, very simple. First impression to me is a bit like, is it Ladybug? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Kind of the doors rotating. Yeah, yeah, they move around. They rotate and they just disappear and reappear, don't they? Yeah, it does. It looks a bit like a Pac-Man spring. Yeah. The levels do look like Pac-Man. And it reminds me of Tron, because everything's blue. All the levels are blue. Yeah, it's it's a very, very quick game. You can whiz around Mm. it real quick. And if you shoot all the bad guys, they don't respawn, which makes the game really easy. But mm. you're against the clock all the time because your fuel is going down yeah. all the time. And you can run out of fuel and you'll die. Did you find that you wanted to shoot all the aliens just before you got off the level? I did. Well, <laughs> I didn't want to reveal anything to Sean because I was trying to yeah. beat him. <laughs> I'm not competitive. I am. I really am. <laughs> what I found when I was playing it is um, it's a bit of a weird one, really. There's no real tactics to it. It's basically... If nothing's in your way, mm. leave it alone. Mm. Get your keys, get to the door as quickly as possible. But if it's in your way, stay a distance away and shoot it, or go right up to it real quick and shoot like mad. And what I was doing, when I was shooting the Pulsar, the big guy, I was getting just behind a door, so you're not in the way of the doorway zapping you, and then just shoot like crazy until until everything comes across your bullet fire and mm. gets killed and hasn't got a chance to kill you because you're so close to it. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, But when there was a case of you know, they're on the other side of the screen and my keys are on the other side, leave them alone. And if you've got mm. one or two enemies left and the pulsar is still intact, don't get it because you're going to make yourself six more enemies. Just leave it alone. You don't get that many points for shooting an enemy, but if you shoot the enemies consecutive of the same colour, so you get three green ones, I think it, it ups your score every time you shoot them. But I think you're only getting like 10 to 50 points at a time when you're getting them. I didn't really need to do that. I didn't even look at the scores. I was too busy trying to dodge everything and get me keys. It's such a mm. fast, rapid game. You don't think about, oh, I'll get this, these three green ones and I'll get three times the score. Is, is five keys the max in the yes, game? Yes, it is. Yeah, it doesn't well, go up from there, yeah. Until how far I got in it, can't you? Well, <laughs> when I was... Um, I, I tend to do this, and I did it with you a lot, Alex. <clears throat> I tend to troll you a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. what I did with Sean is I knew Sean was doing okay at it, mm. but I didn't, I didn't think, cheekily, he was doing as well as me. And I sort of said, and Sean said to me uh, on on one of our messages, said, "Oh, a bit stingy. They don't give you an extra lives." Then I said, "Oh, they do at fifty thousand. 
<laughs> he's like, what? What? <laughs> and then I think I see one saying, oh, did you do a hundred thousand. He's like, mm. I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> and I also said to him, have you seen the orange keys yet? And he was like, what? What orange keys? Yeah. About? I was like, orange oh, keys. I was just innocent. If you said oh. gold keys, it would have made it sound really yeah. good. <laughs> but there is, there is only five keys as far as I know. I'll tell you one thing I did notice is a bit funny about the game. If you watch the track mode, the keys are on the left-hand side of the screen. Yeah. But yeah. they're not in the game. When you play the game, they're always at the top. Is that for two-player? I don't think so, no. This would work well in a cocktail, wouldn't it? Mm. Oh, imagine if it was two players simultaneous at the same time. That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you could shoot each other. Yeah. Ooh, that's an improvement, isn't it? Straight away, we'll get to that later on. <laughs> and on our notes here, I've put on the not giving any hints away at this time, ho-ho. <laughs> also notice when I was playing it, if you play a game and you put another coin in, I'm just using a coin button on my main mm. machine, it resets the game. You know, you go back to play again, you yeah. start again, which is a bit of a weird thing. Yeah. It's also weird, and they didn't give you any extra lives, and as far as I know, you don't get any extra lives in the game. They're really stingy with it. Yeah, I don't think so. You're playing yeah. that Sega. How dare uh, you? Early game. Yeah, but I mean, even in Space Invaders, when you get 1500, you get an extra life. Mm. You know? I've got the uh, the title screen up here. It's actually, I quite like this, because it tells you how to play, and it reads like this. Play Pulsar. Bump into each key, and it shows you a picture of a key, with player tank, and transport to matching coloured lock, and it shows you what the lock looks like. Tank colour changes to match key and transport. Advance to the next level by transporting all keys. Unlocking locks in numerical order scores a double fuel bonus. Shoot defenders to obtain more fuel. If defenders of the same colour are shot consecutively, their point value doubles. That's fair enough. Mm. Easy. Does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. Very, very simple game. Yeah, I mean... But entertaining. Yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah. Mm, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Well. It's quite simple. As soon as you start playing, you, you, you realise what you've got to do. There's no confusion, is there? I think that's what I like when I was a simpleton yeah. child. <laughs> you know what you've got to do. Well, now I'm um, a simpleton adult. <laughs> the sounds are really cool. Yeah, they're sort of, um, I don't know what, maybe they were TTL Logic. I'll go on about eerie, TTL Logic they? sounds. Yeah, they've got a real sort of weird windy noise. Yeah. You know what I mean? A nice atmosphere. It gives the yeah. game a nice atmosphere, doesn't it? It does, yeah. yeah. They're quite sinister sounds, aren't they? Mm. I mean, a lot of these old games have got these, like, like Cosmic Alien again and, and mm. Death Race. They've got these weird sounds you can't reproduce mm. with modern equipment. Yeah. It's like, you know, these sort of analogue... Like the old BBC sound studio. Yeah, yeah, it? the old you know, analogue sound effects. Doctor Who. Yeah, you know? all that mm. sort of stuff. That was great about Doctor Who, wasn't it? So I'm going off here. This isn't a Doctor <laughs> Who podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's but a sandwich I mean, mudding podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be the cocktail podcast. I always say sound, sound in a film, sound in a game is just as important as a game. You absolutely. know, it can really draw you in, can't it? I think if this game didn't have any sound, it'd be just flat as a pancake. Yeah. If you just... It hasn't the, got music. It's got the, sound effects, but they're, they're playing all the time. Like yeah. the noise of the, the 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 doors moving is quite eerie. Yeah. And you can imagine if you were if you were in a, a real maze and you heard that noise, yeah. what's going on? What's that noise? Really It'd be quite scary, scary, wouldn't yeah. it? Mind you, if you're in a tank, you wouldn't hear it. Yeah, because the graphics are quite boring. I thought. Really. Yeah, little quite tiny. Plain. It it reminds me of a Vic Twenty game. Yeah, because lots of Vic Twenty games yeah. just had one character tall sprites, you know, eight mm. by eight pixels, and that's all you had. And this game is very simple like that. I mean, the, the pulsar is, I think, six or nine squares together. Or maybe yeah. even just four. It's quite, it's, it's bigger than you, but it's not a massive graphic compared to any other games we played. Yeah, not a yeah. lot to it, but I mean, a lot of fun. I mean, you could have a, have a game and it'd be over in like 20 seconds. Yeah. You'd be dead. If you were unlucky, just dead in 20 seconds. And you'd be pumping another 10 pence. Yeah, it's an unusual game. I don't think I've played anything like it, actually. Really? 
No, I mean, it's weird. The boss is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. It took me a while to figure out what that was going to do until you shot it, and then it sort of opened up into loads of other little things. Yeah. But I was trying, when I got certain keys, I was trying, because they're coloured as well, the aliens, I thought, I've got a yellow key, I've got to shoot the yellow aliens to get the bonus. I could see why you do that, yeah. Cause do you know what I mean? It does say on this mm. game, on, on one of the, the flyers, or, or one of the informations we were looking at, it says it's got a 64-bit uh, colour palette. Yeah. No, it hasn't. There's eight yeah. colours. I counted them. I'm yeah. that nerdy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're very, very basic, almost like BBC B mm. uh, computer graphics. You've got the cyan and the magenta, yeah. uh, red and yellow and blue and you know, and black and white. And I think that's about it. Yeah. I mean, you haven't got many colours at all, but I like that 8-bit colour palette. I mean, mm. it reminds me of the old Spectrum. Yeah, and the old bit the twenty. Same, and it? Yeah, yeah it's that, those, those exact same colours as well. Yeah. It's like the simple ones they could produce. Without the clash. Without the clash. <laughs> I did notice one thing as well. Um, with the Pulsar, the big big alien, if you've got, I think there was about five or six little uh, defenders running around and you've got the Pulsar. If you leave the defenders alone, don't shoot anything, and then you shoot the Pulsar and there's suddenly 12 defenders on the screen, everything really slows Ooh. down. Yeah, yeah, you do get the slowdown. That down, processor right? could not cope with 12, yeah. 13 things on the screen view as well. And all the, 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 the doors moving. Mm. And I found it made it easier right yeah. yeah but that was a little tactic i did if, if they weren't bothering me i could and you say the pulsar was in the way of you getting a key you'd shoot the pulsar and then try not to shoot them and everything slows down you mm. can actually avoid the bullets quite easily then mm. but also with the pulsar if you shoot it you got to shoot it like three times to kill it to, to open up the six bad guys if you shoot it twice it goes mental it goes really quickly and it runs after you and it, it follows you around and with the primitive ai it can see you, but it doesn't notice a barrier in the way. So if you go down, it will follow you down. And you can actually get it out of your way and then whiz past it real quick. If it gets in your way, you can't get around it. It's too quick to get round. Mm. And I found you have to kill the thing and then get out of the way quick. You can run away from it after you've done that. But yeah, it was a bit of a swine because the thing that really frustrated him in this game, if you were sort of getting your keys and you shot a lot of the aliens, you're right, it's easy now. I've just got to get the keys and get them to the, to the key locks. And one of the guys, the last one, kills you. Mm. All your good work is undone. You've got to start again. Yeah, the baddies come back. Yeah. But if you just get the one key and get to the lock, you get a massive bonus because your score, your fuel is replenished every time. Mm. So that was a bit of a weird thing as well. Did I tell you when I got the most um, bonus points? Yeah. On the first level, um, it's risk and reward with that pulsar plate thing, isn't it? Yeah. Just go straight up to it, shoot it. Uh, get all six guys, shoot the rest of the guys, and get the first two keys. And um, I was able to get 5,300 points on the first level. Really? Yeah. Oh, I normally got about 3,000. That's good, that one. Good score. Could, yeah, it's um, sometimes on that... I, I don't think the bad guys shoot you if you're touching them, do they? No, if you're very, very close, I'm not sure if it's a limitation of the hardware. They couldn't get a bullet in. Yeah. But it's usually, I think, if you run on a normal 19-inch screen... You're about two inches away from that's when they're most deadly. They can shoot really quick at you, and you're in their range, and you can't get out of the way quick enough. But if you're like four to six inches away, not the opposite side of the screen, it's easy to avoid their, their bullets. And also, mm. the closer you are to something, like say you're close to a wall or close to an alien, your bullets fire really quickly. Because they're obviously yeah. they're, they're going out of your tank and exploding quicker. So it's like a Space Invaders. You can only have one bullet on the screen at a time. But if the bullet explodes, you get one another one quickly. And you can get like as many... You, you fire really quickly when you're quite close to something, which I found 
good to kill off aliens if you, in a way. So how do you get on with the uh, the controls, Sean? Yeah, excellent. Apart from, <laughs> I tried playing it on that Hori stick, you know, the one that's really good for shooters, but it's a bit wobbly. The floppy one. Yeah. yeah. So I, I switched to my X arcade stick, which is a bit stiffer, so it was a bit better. Yeah, but, you need um, a four-way, I think, mate. I know. Did you play it four-way? Yes. On my um, main machine, my Naomi Universal Cap, it's got one of these uh, servo sticks by Ultimark in it. And when yeah. you choose a game on MAME, it knows whether it's a four and eight way. There's a, there's an INI file that tells it what it is. And it automatically turns a little servo, which moves the gate round on the joystick. So when I go yep. to play an eight way game, you hear this bzzz, and it changes it to eight way. And when you go back into the menu, it puts it back to four way. So when you play a four way game, it just stays where it is and you've got four way all the time. Saves you opening the control panel and switching it around all the time. It does it automatically. Oh, well, my MAME actually said, it came up with a little message. It said, if you had a four-way um, joystick, Sean, you would have got 50,000 extra on this game. It actually flashed up there. Yeah, I bet So it I did. think I should add 50,000 on. No. <laughs> what do you do? Would you play it on your uh, tabletop? I did, but I only scratched the surface with it, Vic. Yeah, Is that I your played, excuse? Yes, official excuse yes. for this podcast? I don't want to be last. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be. Anyway, what do you think of Alex? Good game? Uh, yeah, I thought it was okay, yeah. It's an old, you've got to remember, right. it's 1981, is it, Sean? One, yeah. yeah, just, just old, 81. Yeah. I just game. thought it was a bit flat <coughs> graphically, it looked a bit flat. I like the music, but graphically I thought it was a bit flat. Yeah, very, very simple, isn't it? Yeah. I, I know, quite like you, that, actually. Do you? I, I like yeah. the simple game sometimes. But would you own it, would you buy it, is it dedicated? It was a dedicated cab, but it yes. was only a, quite a boring looking thing. It was um the usual standard... Same as a Frogger cab, same yeah. as a head-on, same as an Astro Blaster. Right. Wooden sides. I think it had quite a... The um, the marquee's quite nice, isn't it, Sean? Yeah, it's, it's got quite a, a decent picture. And also the control panel, there's like a little um, spark of electricity that runs up into the bezel, okay. which is which is quite a good little um, effect. Yeah. yeah. And the bezel's quite nice as well with this like, perspective view, like these um, sort of red lines going into the cab. I quite like that. Yeah, like yeah. a 3D grid type thing, wouldn't it? I'd probably yeah. give it a little bit more time just to beat my really low score. But I really, <laughs> honestly, only played it probably one evening and that was it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed what I saw. Yeah, it was okay. I'm just going to show Alex on my phone <clears throat> a picture that you did for our advertisement, Sean, which is yeah. awesome. Um, we're going to pull it out very soon so all the listeners will be able to see it as well. Oh, excellent. Is that Victor getting zapped? Or no, it's Sean? Sean getting zapped and me running away like a child. <laughs> so everyone will see that hopefully anyway. Yeah, so the, the artwork is very similar to what Sean's used there. He always yeah. uses a sort of similar thing to it. But uh, yeah, the, the cab is a bit dull, just yeah. wooden-sided thing. But I mean, I, I, I remember playing as a kid on a proper upright cab. But knowing the UK, we've probably got a bootleg of it, I yeah. expect. Like you say, it's probably best played on a BBC Model B or something, you know, than on a... I yeah, think it's really an arcade game. I tell you what, though, I would have lost my mind if I could have played this as a kid on a home computer. I don't, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing a conversion of it. Was there a conversion song? Do you know? I, I haven't seen one, no. No, I looked no, around no. for it and I couldn't find anything either. So there's a few things we've spoken about that could have been improved on this game, especially mm. if it's um, remade as a, an iPad game, maybe, mm. or a modern take on the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I think extra weapons, maybe. Maybe a smart bomb. I think graphically the aliens should be, look better. I just think they look rubbish. Yeah, really. maybe different coloured ones. I mean, they, just don't, they just look like squidges, don't they? Squidges. <laughs> what are they? Tanks and squidges. Like a plate and some squidges moving around the board. Um, they did a bit, yeah. Yeah, you know. 
Come on, it could, be, it could do a bit better than that. Yeah, come on, guys. I'd say another <laughs> thing that might have been fun actually is is on the later levels. Maybe you could do like um, bouncing bullets. Yeah. Maybe you or could progress on. You know, other tanks in yeah. there, like you shooting. Two player. And then it... you could add more players with other yeah, tanks. Yeah, yeah. You know. Four way. Yeah. Imagine a four player game of this. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I mean, you could play it on a tabletop maybe, like on Warlords. Get rid of, get rid of the, um, the big boss and you've got Battle City. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very similar to combat on the VCS 2600, yeah. isn't it? Very similar game. You just, but also, if, if they put in, um, diagonal moves, maybe you could shoot yeah. diagonally as well. And if you had the bouncing, on the later levels, maybe you get yeah. a bouncing bullets off the walls, but mm. what they have to do is slow the game down a little bit because it is dead hard. I like the idea of the keys. That's that gives it another depth. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it didn't have that, good. then yeah. it would be a bit really boring. But the the keys made it really interesting. I'll tell you what is quite good about that is you know your 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 tank is one square mm. size. So are the keys. Imagine the size of that key. Yeah. Like four blokes carrying it into yeah. your tank. This keys <laughs> weigh a ton. Yeah. Wait until you get to the lock. Yeah. Have you actually seen the the artwork though? Like on the um, marquee and stuff, it's actually a guy carrying the key. But the game, you're a tank in the game, so I don't oh. know how that sort of works yeah, out. Yeah, maybe they sort of thought, oh, just blokes running around a screen yeah. is a bit dull. Let's put mm. some military in it. Let's put yeah. some tanks in it. <laughs> and I quite like the idea. Do, of a do tank. you know who developed the game? I've done any research. Yeah, yeah, it, we did the the guys there. Did it? Didn't did they? Did he go on to do anything else, or was it? Yeah, first did. Game? Uh, it was a guy, uh, Larry Clegg and Mike Hendricks. And they oh. also went on to do Eliminator. A vector game, yeah. But that's the only other game I can find them ever doing, ever. So. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sometimes they just disappear, these developers, because mm. they weren't really well known back in the day. No. They didn't get their name on the games or anything like that. That's why... Um, it's a not lot... a well-known game, let's face it, either, is it? What's to me? <laughs> you, you know how you played iRobot as a kid yeah. in the joke shop in Twickenham? Oh, really? You played this as much? I played this as a kid because it was right. in my chip shop and it was always in an arcade okay. when we went on holiday. So it was one of those games I know really well. I don't but... remember it at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't. I suppose it might have been regional maybe yeah. as well. Because we used to go holidaying in the well, north a lot. you were on a funny island, weren't you? You were on the Isle of Wight, weren't you? Is that no, you no, Portland. It? Portland, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't play it there. I played it as a real young kid before I even yeah. moved to Dorset. And like, we used to, because my dad used to like fishing a lot and he always used yeah. to go up north where the North Sea mm. is to fish. And we used to go to places like Bridlington and Grimsby and, you know, all those sort of really cold places because yeah. the fishing is good in cold weather. And mm. um, me and my mum always used to go off, in the Skegness and stuff, we used to go off to the, my mum used to like playing the penny push and I used to bugger for 10 peas to play Pulsar and Space Invaders. Mm-hmm. So I know it from my youth. It's always yeah. been on my mind. And when I remember when I got Maine for the first time, I sort of try to remember the name of the game because you'd think it'd be like Tank Game yeah, or something. Yeah. But when it's called Pulsar... <laughs> Was that lost in your mind for years? Yeah. You could I, remember I, a bit didn't... like me and my rescue. Do you remember that? When, yeah. I, come, when I first met Victor, right, Sean? Yeah. Um, he put on his arcades and this game came up. And I thought, oh my God, it's the game I've been trying to remember all these years. It's yeah. a game I play yeah. oh. non-stop. I love playing. It's like uh, it's by Stern. It's Rescue. Yeah, good uh, game. It's a great little g- helicopter game. We have to pick up these little people and stuff. And it was like, oh my god, it's here! You know, the, the thing with these old games, you played them twenty, even thirty years ago, and in your mind, you think, right, that game was just like this on the computer. Yeah. So, some game like Rescue, which has got helicopters, oh, it's Chopper Command or yes. Sidewinder, or no, you know, some, that. and yeah. you, you yeah. sort of remember it, and you're trying to think, oh, it's like this game. And then when you yeah. finally hear the game, like Pulse, I think. What's that got to do with pulses? Yeah. It's just tanks in a yeah. maze, maze tank game. It should maybe be the, may, the music's quite pulsating, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. heartbeat kind of music in it. There is a heartbeat yeah. in the background, and it does get quicker yeah. as you get... Like a toothbrush sort of sound, no? 
Yeah. And Pulsar <laughs> toothbrush from Asta. My toothbrush does sound a bit like that, yeah. Well, it goes boom, boom, boom. I'll be worried about that, mate. <laughs> and also, another thing that Sega missed out. How dare you, Sega? No extra life. No, no. that's poor. I, th- I think maybe an extra life at 20,000 would be fair. Mm. And then maybe yeah. one at 50 and 100 if you got that good. Yeah. I didn't get as good as 100 on that for a fact. Right. <laughs> oh, you sound a little bit worried there, Sean. But you should have said, oh, I didn't get even anywhere near 50. You did, you, but you didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. Oh, right. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> so He's got his death ray smile on. Oh, God, it's an evil skeleton <laughs> smile. It's a real death in here. Just before we get to the scores, chaps, there is, at the bottom of the screen, there is a rank, and it starts off at 30. Mm. And as you get higher up the scores, the rank goes down. And I worked it out. What it is, is it saves the scores throughout the day. I think if you turn the machine off, it would forget the scores. It keeps them for the day, though, when the machine's on. And whoever's got the highest score, that's your ranking compared to the highest score. So say the highest score is 30,000. As you get to 20,000, the 30 goes down to like 10. And as you get closer to 30,000, you'll get to number one. And when you go over the top score and you get higher than that, you're now ranked as number one. Right. And then whoever plays it after you is then ranked according to your score. Mm-hmm. So that's, I think, how the ranking works. But it's a bit oh, of a nothingness, really. Yeah. It doesn't give you anything special. I thought maybe if they, they made the game again, the higher up the ranking you got, maybe you got unlockables. I think as kids, more importantly, was to see more levels. We wanted to see more environments. Yeah. Not a ranking. But in 1981, they wouldn't have had that. Well, they did have it in Gorf, didn't they? they? Had a ranking system, Cadet, yeah. and all of that, where the little yeah, lights light they up. They did, yeah, yeah, around the outside. You know, of the but who cared about that? We wanted to see the next screen, you know. Honestly, I forgot all about. I didn't yeah. even know about that until someone mentioned yeah. it. All oh, the the lights are working on it. Yeah, More lights. That's you know? right, it lights up. But now, as a playing it now, you want to light them all up. Yeah, as but as a kid, you didn't really care. You just wanted to see the new. It's a bit like kids today. They when they play a game, they want to open up new environments. Yeah, new levels and, and explore. Unlockable things, yeah. You want to see your new stuff and maybe yeah. add-ons and stuff, yeah. But as we said, improvements, maybe a smart bomb, mm. different weapons you could get, maybe different aliens who do different things, different patterns of attack, mm. two players, yeah. four players, maybe. That'd be awesome, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. I think it's great as it is, and I think them sort of things would do well in a sequel, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant, yeah. a modern yeah. upgrade, maybe. Yeah. So if there's any um, budding app programmers out there, please make us a Pulsar mm. too. Yeah. But keep the keep the cool music. Yeah, yeah. Keep the original sound effects. Yeah. That's really good. Okay, let's get on to the filthy, disgusting subject of the scores. Mm. <laughs> Alex, right. I didn't enter this competition. <laughs> you, you didn't have much notice. Actually, you're along here for the pickup. I mate. got just under ten thousand. Mm. <laughs> and I think sure. I got to about level three or something. Right, I think I did okay. I think I did pretty well. I got thirty nine thousand and fifty. Really? Yeah. I thought you would have got more than that. Yeah, I did as well. Oh, go on then. <laughs> I got fifty three thousand three hundred. Wow. Oh wow. Which oh. is about half the world record. It is. That so is well. good. That's so a damn good score, yeah. Ooh. But I think what it was, it might have been a bit of a lucky fluke, because the next best score I got to that was forty two thousand. Yeah. So I think as the higher up the levels you go, the more bonus you get for doing the level. I think I just mm. got a lucky one in and finished one level off. And got about a ten thousand point bonus. Mm. Obviously, if you get double ratings, if you get the keys in order, I think that's what happened. And I haven't done it since. The only closest I can get is about forty-two thousand. But my best score, fifty-three thousand three hundred. That's good. 
Well done. You're going to have to say it then, aren't you? Well, we've got a guest on to say that, actually. Exterminate! Exterminate! Sean Holly in your face! <laughs> that is so good, it's a bit scary, actually, Alex, aren't it? <laughs> All right. Okay, that's the scores out of the way, then. I'm really happy to win for a change. Uh, <laughs> but I've been playing it for 30,000 years. Okay, yeah. let's do the art... skeleton. <laughs> let's do the art of side art. And it's one of your picks, Sean, and it's a really good pick. Well done. Yes, this one is Cosmic Griller by Universal. I stumbled across it because I was looking for your Cosmic Alien, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. And, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice-shaped cab. It's got lovely artwork, um, the four-colour art. It's got, like, a demon on the side with a, a sword. He is a Cosmic uh, Gorilla, apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, The maybe. cab that we've got the picture of in front of us here is the universal upright cabs are really curvy. They've got really mm. nice curves to the front of it, and the, the screen's laid back at about a 45 degree angle. Yeah. And if you've, if you've ever played Cosmic Gorilla, it's a really cool game. It's, it's very similar to Cosmic Alien. Simple, eight colours, a bit like Space Invaders, but uh, it's, it's a weird game. I think it uses TTL logic again for sounds and stuff. So if you ever get a chance to play it, Sean, have a go. It's really, really cool. I have played it. I'm just try, I'm trying to remember which one it is. Is it the one where the aliens... They run out from the centre, from the side. Into, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, go into the middle to steal your guys. Is yeah, that the one? Yeah, that's right. The noises are really deep, booming sort of uh, heartbeat noises, and it squeals at you, I think, when you get a high score. And uh, the side art here, it's a white cabinet... But as we like these games with the side art, it's got full side art from the bottom of the cab to the very top. And it's sort of purple and gold. You've got this almost like a sort of um, cyber demon from, from Doom on the side of it. A real muscular looking demon thing with horns and a big sword. It has, yeah. Nothing to do with the game at all, but just I think it's just stylized. And you've got a really colourful blue marquee with red on the back of it. And the bezel goes all around the screen, all different colours with... Um, like centaurs and monsters and the control panels all different colours and like my death race as well it's got some back art mm. so behind the screen above it in the back of the cab there's a big um, sort of does that light up as well? yes it does it's a big scene of some de- weird looking demons yeah. mm. chasing someone which is quite cool like your demons it's uh, pretty cool oh, I like a demon me they did a cocktail as well they did a cocktail of it. Yeah. Has it got the same similar artwork? It's a bit similar to the Nintendo. It's got like a white top. Oh, okay. Control panel's quite cool. Nice. Because yeah. Universal, after they brought the Cosmic series games, which is like late 70s, early 80s ones, they went on to do uh, the Mr. Do series. Yes. And I their, love co- that their, cab. t- their cabinets got really boring. They were really colourful. Really? I like but they were that, generic. Yeah. They put the same game in the same cabinets. So you wouldn't get Mr. Oh, right. Do artwork or. Do run it's like run. Sort of psychedelic. Yeah, it's very psychedelic, it? but they use the same cab for all their games mm. from then on. There's a really cool game by Universe I like called Jumping Jack, and it came mm. out about 1984, similar time to Mr. Do and Mr. Do's Wild Ride and Do Run Run, all that. And they put that in the same cabinet. I was yeah. hoping to get the side art. Imagine Mr. Do's side art. Yeah. With the, the clown with the ball and the little monsters and the apple monsters. I like the shape to the cabinet as well. Really it's curvy, really isn't it? Mm. I do, I do, yeah. It's uh, really, they all really nice. like this, are they? Yeah, I think the Cosmic series was. Yeah, in fun a nice, as for a collector, it's quite a nice thing as a set, isn't it? Just about to get onto that. In Fun Spot, they've got a row of them together. Have they? They've got Cosmic Alien, Cosmic Gorilla, right. Cosmic Alien. I think they've got, is it Cheeky Mouse? 
in the same yes. sort of series, yes. all those ones together. Yeah. And they look, they're really sort of late 70s psychedelic artwork and they yeah. look really, really nice so, together. Um, Maybe I'll start collecting this, them. Is this Italian? Company? No, no, Universal or Japanese. Japanese, well, that would be cool. Mm. Definitely. Oh, Alpha One collects Universal stuff. I think he's Does got he? quite a few Universal cabs. Yeah, yeah, they're quite sought yeah. after. Yeah, quite like the white tabletop as well, but we're not doing that. We're doing the side art. <laughs> not the not the top art. No, maybe we'll no, do that next week. The, you got a demon around the coin door as well, which is cool. Oh, really? The picture I've got here hasn't got one there actually. Oh no, that's Cosmic Alien. Sorry. <laughs> well, they're similar the games. One. Similar games. Yeah. Some of the same series, I think. Yeah, same sort of demon, but yeah, very cool. Mm, I might have to add one of these to my uh, my fantasy cab list. You know, I do like mm. the look of it. Mm, right, so it's so, a good choice then. Yeah, but I have to. Work out which one to well, be. You've got this kind of theme going on now, Vic, haven't you? With demons and stuff, it would be quite cool actually to do all sort of demony stuff in here. Yeah, wouldn't it? I could put like um, skeletons in the corner yeah. and, and cobwebs <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, rows. Um, Universal's down there. Oh, I'd love that. But what would I do with my dig dugger and junkie on junior? Mm. Uh, yeah, wife, can know. I put these in the bedroom? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the plan for the future then. Yeah. So that's uh, the art of side art. Um, okay, Sean, do your thing. Uh, arcade releases from this month in history in December. Yeah, normally we do, well, I do a very bad sound effect, like a going back in time sound effect. But can I ask Alex to try and do one? Like a, you know, just imagine it's one of them 60s films and, and it goes back in time. Could you try and do something like that? Sure. That's not bad. That is good. You didn't, right. see, you didn't see the face that went with it. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like it was some sort of attack. Okay, Sean, give us it. Right, we're going back 15 years um, to December 1999. Strider 2 from Capcom. Oh, okay. There was um, a game called Osman. Um, it's called what was it called? Cannon Dancer or something in Japan. What a brilliant name. Okay. Um, and it was done by the same team, um, the, the Capcom development team, and it was very similar to Strider 1. Okay. So this Strider 2 was kind of like the third version of the Strider game. Yeah. Um, Strider games are really, really popular. I hate Strider. Never liked it on the Amiga when I first played it. And I don't know why people go mad for Strider, but they really do. It's quite an expensive PCB to buy. Mm. I think it only came as a kit. Not a game. Not a game I'm into at all, really. Jumping around and no. I think it was the way you jumped. Yeah, you did that sort of um, star jump yeah. in there. Was that twirly. an attack stroke jump move? I think so, yeah. yeah. You had this weird... And when you you hit, you hit pressed the button to use the sword, it came out as a sort of swooshy thing. Yeah. And it always looked yeah. like it was a glitch. I never mm. I never really liked that game. But, I mean, there's a big following for it. People love that game. They sure. go mad for it. Still going yeah, I was it. impressed with that. I was very impressed with it. I remember being really into that game when it came out. Back yeah. in the day, yeah. It was popular mm. on the Amiga and stuff. Well, I only remember well. it on the Mega Drive being a big hit on that, mm. but not in the arcade. Yeah. Right, now we're going back 25 years. Final Fight from Capcom, one of the most famous brawlers. What wow. I call brawlers. As they're like sort of scrolling beat em ups, aren't they? Go right, yeah. have a fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, I didn't know it was 25 years old. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. How many games where you go left and have a fight? There is um, one, isn't there? Is that? Sure, there is. We want your input, listeners. Go left <laughs> yeah. and. Any fighting games that go left and fight? Yeah, it's just, it's not natural. Isn't it? No. What's wrong with people? Just go right. <laughs> do you walk out of your house and just go right and fight? Maybe the <laughs> Japanese would do it because they write from right to left. Maybe. Kung Fu Master, you, go, you can go yes, left, can't that's you? That's true. That's well done, one. that man. You go left yeah, and right, you alternate. Yeah. It messes me up when I have to go the other way. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do the whole game full stop. I'll 
1979 just for Alex. Go on. 35 years ago, Radar Scope. Oh, <laughs> De- there he December goes. 1979. It, ca- it That was Japan. It came out a bit later uh, to us lot. Mm. But yeah, Radar Scope. And it was yeah. such a good game. They ripped the innards out, ripped the side <laughs> off, and turned it to Donkey Kong. Yeah. Well I really like Radar Scope. I was playing really? it again the other day. Yeah, well, I really like it. You know what? It. I've got two Radar Scope. I've got a complete Radar Scope kit at home, which I must. I keep meaning to do. Put in my Donkey Kong. Um, get it going. Which why, cool. why would you want to do that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so I can. Just for fun. Yeah, yeah some... just to see it in there working. It'd be cool. Well, yeah, because it's, it's a shooter in my it? eyes. Because it's a shooter. Yeah, in my I'll get it going for when you come Kong. up, Sean. <laughs> yeah, and we can have a, a radar off, <laughs> a scope off. Yeah. It's um, it's one of them. It's very easy for a start, so it's, it can be quite boring yeah. at the start until it gets going. Yes. And the, there's a weird version with speech as well. There is. That, I only found that out this year, actually. There's yeah. a couple of boards, mm. actually, that Super Uli's got, oh, actually, okay. for his radar scope. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a five-layer oh. PCB with a speech board in. But wasn't there someone who found a an extra speech ROM in Donkey Kong? Yes, recently? there is. It's poorly. So it makes, it makes me wonder whether, because obviously radar, Donkey Kong came off a radar scope board, whether yeah. those two are linked. I think the actual speech, mm. it, wasn't, it wasn't like what they'd call hardware speech on a chip, that you know, a speech chip mm. like Berserk had later on. Mm. I think they just squashed sounds together to make them sound like yes. speech. And we've heard this speech, and it's awful. You don't yeah. know what he's saying at all. No. And when Pauline squeals, she says something. I don't know what she says. Because yeah. they found the ROMs recently. They found some code in Donkey Kong that That's no one right. had ever seen before. This is like 30-odd years later on. They yeah. just suddenly found, found it. what's this bit in the code? And yeah. it was extra music for the levels and some speech. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a bit of an odd one, that. So, yeah, I mean, Nintendo were doing that a long time before yeah, you know, yeah. Sturmer. But they didn't it use it. Maybe they weren't happy with it. Not sounding yeah. quite right, and they yeah. left because Japanese were like that. They had, had the quality; mm. they wouldn't just it, dump any old rubbish. It didn't translate well. Maybe not. No, because mm. it had to be in English as well, wouldn't mm. it? There was another one called Speak and Rescue, I think, or Stratavox. I think that might have been just a bit before Berserk. I'm not sure with I, speech in it. I've heard yeah. that before as well, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a really early one, wasn't it? Yep. Okay, then let's wrap this show up because me and Alex got to have some rum, and <laughs> you've got to get to arcade club. Yeah, no drink for me tonight. I'm nope. driving. Yeah. So next show's game, and who picked it? Um, I was going to do Dig Dug, but Sean's put his kibosh down and said, no, it's my turn. So <laughs> I was going to pump you with a big pump. So Ooh. what do you think, Sean? What do you reckon? All right, I'm going to pick one of my favourites, um, Eyes by Techstar. Rockola oh, released it. Oh. Yeah, it, it is another maze game like Pulsar. It's really, it's like Pac-Man, except you shoot the dots. Oh, I don't, I've seen it, and I also think um, Hitesh asked for this game a little while ago as well. It's on our list. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing this. Sounds quite a good game. Yeah, it's one I've never played in the arcade, but I discovered it in Maine, or oh, must be 10 years ago, and I've yeah. played it on and off since then. I've not really put any time into getting a score, but obviously I will now. Uh-oh. Advantage Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make sure I'll make Alex play it as well and yes. get a score off of him for next time. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up now and don't go yet, listeners, because I'm just going to tack on the end the cool interview I did with Synonym 9, Hannes. He's telling us about his, his barn raid he did and all the cabs he got. So uh, I'll put that on. But for me, Alex, and Sean, it's goodbye and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah, Christmas. goodbye. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Thanks for having us on again. No problem, mate. Cheers. Bye bye. Cheers.
Well, I was going to read out the list of uh, Hannes's uh, find at the warehouse raid, but there's so many. I think you should check out our website. I've done a list on there. The cabinets he had before he went to the warehouse of his own are Atari World Cup football, four-player pong with a push paddle, a Taito SCI, a Zakaria Star Splash Cab, a Midway WrestleMania, the ultra-rare four-player version, Crisis Zone, Atari System 1 Road Blasters, already restored, a Virtua Cop, Sega Top Skater, an NSM Puckman Licensed, a Universal No Man's Land Cocktail, a Sega Hang-On Sit-Down with a small seat, a Challenger Generic Cab, and a Novomatic Starline, which will be his semi-dedicated Zerion. Okay, now on to the interview. We have Hannes Slanis up with us at the moment, and we're going to interview him. He was the guy who recently found a lot of cabinets in a warehouse. Hello, Hannes. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. And my tribute to Alpha One, Oliver Morsesi, who brought me to the UK. Mm-hmm. I could like this community. Yep, we know all very, very well. <laughs> Great guy. Um, so firstly, uh, tell us your background with arcade machines. Um, what was your first experiences with an arcade in Austria, where you, where you live? Actually, I have to be honestly, I don't have a big background with arcade games because back in the days, in the early to mid-80s, I didn't have the money to spend on arcade machines. I was a professional BMX driver and I had to save all my money for the material, for the bikes. And I was attracted to the machines, but I didn't have the money on the coins to drop in. I can remember we had a cinema... Um, and they had a game called Exerion. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Every, every five shillings, that was the currency we had that time, mm-hmm. I found, I brought there, put it in, and was, <laughs> was killed in, in some seconds. Yeah, I, I had the same thing when I was a kid as well. I wasn't very good at some of the games. Did, they, did you have a lot of arcades in Austria? Or, or were there the arcade machines in, in bars? and clubs and, you know, pizza joints, or is there proper arcades you used to be able to go to? We had them quite everywhere. We had them in cafes, pubs, cinemas, public swim bars. We had them everywhere. But when I remember right, we didn't have really dedicated machines. Only those ones you you cannot uh, play on a generic cabinet like Paperboy or Hang On because Mm -hmm. of the complicated controls. Yeah, but, we had we had the same thing in the UK. We had a lot yeah. of uh, generic machines. I remember from being a child, and they all looked the same. And vendors in Austria was not very motivated, so they didn't uh, apply a side art or a screen bezel or anything. We just took a generic cabinet, put in a, a PCB, mostly a TAB Austria, and that that's it. That oh. was the arcade game, and we had a lot of of cocktail tables. Ah, okay. That's why, that's why I like them, because I have a past with them. Many people say we don't like cocktail cabinets, but I really like them. I think they look cool, they look stylish. I have one in my living room, and I think they are quite cool. Yeah, I, I have a Nintendo one, which is slightly different from the normal Taito ones. It's, uh, it's sort of brown and a cream color, rather than just a generic black and, and wood color. Okay, okay. I quite like those ones. So um, in Austria, everything was wood grain. Everything was wood grain. You know this '80s mahogany yeah. wood grain style. That was our our arcade cabinets, our generic cabinets. I like those as well. I like I like all of them. <laughs> They're very good. I had to have one, and this will be my 
what I call semi-dedicated Exerion cabinet because I make an Exerion cabinet with side art and everything, but you know, there was never an Exerion dedicated cabinet. So I call it semi-dedicated cabinet. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like when people do that, when they, they have a favorite game and because there wasn't a the machine, they'll make their own one. I like that. It's dedicated. Yeah, Exerion is quite underrated if you ask me. Mm. So how it's long not- have you been collecting and playing the arcade machines? Not as long as you may think. It's around a year now. Oh, so you're quite a new collector. I'm, I'm very new to the scene. Excellent. Well, welcome. Anyway, <laughs> we, we like to get the new collectors in. How old are you, can I ask? I'm 42. Oh, that's okay. I'm 41. That's a good age to be for arcades. <laughs> Since November. Since November. Uh, when did you decide, was it was a year ago, uh, you decided you needed some of your own arcade machines in your house? Uh, I think I uh, have the same development like... Most of the arcade collectors, I started with an Eon iCade. I don't know if you know it, where you can put an iPad in and play some retro games. Yes, I have one myself. They're quite good. <laughs> but since I'm not really a fan of Apple products and I never had an, an iPad, I gave it away to a friend yep. and thought I will build a small, uh, some kind of bar top main cabinet. Mm-hmm. Then later I thought, okay, it's not so attractive. I built a real arcade machine yeah. and a machine that will enlighten a little bit my living room. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the rest is I have bought a dedicated hang on, sit down, not the ride on, yeah. but the smaller, the smaller upright cabinet with the seat, mm-hmm. which is quite rare. And that was the day the arcade virus infected me. Yeah. You know, you know, you start looking at the local classifieds and eBay and whatever you have to see or find more games, more games and more games and more games. Yeah, I still have that um, that same illness myself. <laughs> Do you belong to any of the arcade forums? I, I know you're on UK VAC now because that's where I sort of yeah. got in contact with you. Are you on any of the, the European ones as well? Yes, um, I have an account in quite every forum I found. Mm-hmm. First, I started with with um, forums like arcade controls and stuff like that. Yeah. Forums that uh, all about emulation and stuff like that. And when I bought my hang-on machine, I changed to forums who are specialized a little bit more in dedicated machines. Mm-hmm. And I started with with German boards, but the Austrians always have little issues with the Germans. <laughs> and I also saw it with a friend of mine. Who came with me to that place, but he wasn't interested so much in arcade games. He took all the pinballs from there. Ah, okay. The old electromechanical pinballs, because they don't have really uh, newer ones. Um, and he said the same to me. If you go to a board, everybody makes jokes of you when you're new and nobody really helps you. Yeah, some of them can be like that, unfortunately. Yeah, and so I, uh, I changed to DLF, which was a lot better. Mm-hmm but still had a lot of jarring guys there. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're all friends. Then Oliver uh, gave me the suggestion to go to UK VEC, which is my uh, my home forum now. It's my favorite forum. Yeah. People are so helpful, so, so open-minded. Uh, you can ask every question. Nobody makes jokes of you. You get instant help from from just everything you ask. Yeah, it's quite an active forum, and they're, they're quite helpful people on very, there very as active, well. Very, very active. It doesn't matter what question you have, you get an answer very, very soon. Mm. So concerning uh, the warehouse raid, 
um, that you found. Was it a tip off from a friend or did you, did you try and find this information out for yourself or, you know, how did you find out about this big barn full of, of arcade machines? You know, Victor, first you have to know, I try everything to find machines because I had the fear since I'm a, a very young collector and I started very late that I couldn't find uh, machines. I thought I'm maybe too late and I have to take every stride. So I made a lot of road trips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of them ends with quite nothing. Yeah. You come to a vendor, you open the gates and you see tons of generic cabinets and maybe one dedicated cabinet that's maybe beat up or a lot, uh, much too, much too expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and the story is that I've bought a Sega Top Skater from eBay. Okay. For crazy six euro and 80 cents. <laughs> really? As little as that? Wow. This thing is so big, nobody's interested in. Oh, is it one with the big plasma screen? Uh, it's the one with the big reprojection system. Yep. Okay. Four by three, 50 inch. This thing is, is so huge, you can't even imagine it. Yeah, I think I've seen one before. They are very big. The funny thing is, uh, a flat screen, 55 inch, 16 by nine is a lot smaller than a four by three. Yeah, definitely. And I bought it because I thought, yeah, it's a cool game. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was in, in, a, in a, one of the last game rooms we have in Austria in the evening with my girl. She's from Styria. Mm-hmm. And she came to Vienna and she said, let's do something. And we went to this game, uh, this arcade. And they had a top skater there. And when I saw the size of this thing, uh, I thought, uh, I go crazy. I told her, I have no idea how I can bring that at home. <laughs> I, I need a truck for that. So next day we went there and it was a vendor who sold all his old machines he couldn't need anymore. And of course I asked him, do you know other vendors? Because I know one vendor knows the other vendor because when they have a machine that is not putting out money anymore, they sell it to somebody else. Yeah. Because not every vendor can afford to buy the Lux cabinets from you. It was half a million shillings. Mm-hmm. Um, like 30,000 euros when he was new. Wow. And so they have connections. And I asked him, do you know somebody else who got arcade machines? And he said, yeah, I know somebody, two or three. And they have one in mind, but he's a little bit crazy. I don't know if you can call him. And But suddenly he took the, the telephone and called him. He said, yeah, do you have some old games? Because I have a guy here who's interested in she said, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And he dropped the phone and said, yeah, he got some old stuff like Breakout. And I thought, oh, my God, he got Breakout. It's- yeah, that'd be a good one straight away. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that it's uh, such an old game, but I knew at least it's an old game. Yeah. And when I picked the top skater, because at the first visit, we just looked at the machine and took some measurements to find a, a truck that can take the, the top skater. And at the second Visit when we took the top skater, mm-hmm. he said, and now we go to this other vendor. And I told him I have no time because the, the truck is rented. I have to bring it back. But then I decided to go with him because it was not far away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we come to this guy. And that's how the story began. I bet you're very glad you, you had a look. Yeah, but for sure, for sure, I would have taken this contact any, any, any time later. Maybe not that day, but I would have come back for sure. 
Yeah. So when you went to this vendor uh, and he opened the doors to this, uh, I imagine it's quite a big place. What was the first thing that went through your mind when you saw all the cabinets in there? You have to imagine that it's not. Uh, this is not a, a, a venue. It's an industrial area. Yeah. This is an old industrial area, totally rotten, mm -hmm. with many, many, many different venues. And when he opened the gates to the first venue, I just saw cabinets everywhere, but most of them were slot machines. Okay. And I went through the games, and the first game I saw was uh, Sega Virtua Fighter mm -hmm. next to a Sega Afterburner. Wow. And then I, was, then I knew, okay, this guy got something. Yeah. He got, they don't not only have um, generic cabinets, he also got some dedicated games, at least some. When, when you saw the first um, few dedicated cabinets, yeah. um, did your mind start racing, thinking, oh, you might have some more, you might have some better ones? Yeah, of course. Of course. So I'd be the same kind of way. I, think, I wonder what else he's got. And I was concentrated not to show my, my fascination, of course. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to seem too keen. Because when you <laughs> yeah. seem keen, the prices usually go up. Yeah, and actually I wasn't alone. I was with two friends and everybody was in another corner. And one was shouting, here's a piano. The other one said, here are two American cars. And wow. the entire afternoon they found something new. Actually, in the first venue, there were three cars. Wow, three cars, American cars, yes. Uh, one Citroen and two American cars. No, there was four cars. Two wow. American cars and a German car, actually. Oh, wow. So your friends who went with you, are they into arcade games as well? Not really. Okay. They just went to help you, yeah? Yeah. Okay. They are my buddies and they are my helping hands. So you, know, you, can, you cannot do anything in this hobby without friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I was in my little arcade uh, just the other day. And I had to pick up a wall-mounted machine and put it on, <laughs> on a on a mat. And I just couldn't lift it on my own. It was impossible. I'm quite strong, but it's just so heavy and, and so awkward to move. I had to wait for a friend of mine to come around and help me. So how many uh, – did you ever count how many machines you, you saw in the place to give us a rough idea of how many machines were there? Um, arcade machines, pinballs, and jukeboxes – do you know how many roughly there were there? I have no figure for you. No. I just can tell you that my personal list of games I have to pick from there is around 30. 30 is the figure of the inner core. Wow. The, the games I just have to take by all means. And when I took them all, there may be some cocktail tables or stuff that is not so necessary, but also nice to have. Yeah, absolutely. And that is just a small amount, a small part of what's there. Mm -hmm. They had so many auto slot machines, uh, pinball machines, electromechanical machines like Arctic Gun, like Flying Circus, just everything you can imagine. They had this, this old game where you have a plastic box with a projector in it and mm -hmm. two guns. Uh, left and right and when you put a coin in you can um, you can shot on this um, I can say it in English uh -huh. the sports shooting okay yeah. round discs 
they throw discs in the air and you have to shoot them down. Yes, I know what you mean, yeah. I, I like the old electromechanical machines, but you don't really see many nowadays because they're very, very old. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. I'd like to have seen that. They are a show. They are, they are totally show. Mm. So roughly how many machines did you actually buy when you were there? To the current date, you mean? Yeah. Um, around 20. So 10 are left. I've paid them already, but I cannot have the van every day. Meanwhile, okay. I have a friend who borrows a van to me. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you know, it's Christmas time. You get a lot of business. And he's also a um, kind of vendor. He rents uh, arcade machines, but only table football, darts, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Air hockey, uninteresting stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, I can have the van from him when I want to pick some machines. Yeah. I always make one round because I bring it to my friend's house. He got a huge basement. He doesn't need 180 square meters and I can store my games there, which is great for me because without those two friends, one with the van and one with the storage, I couldn't do what I do. Wow. You're very lucky. I'm very lucky. Everything came together and and worked out nicely. Excellent. That's a really good story. Um, So what are your favorite machines you've had from, from the warehouse then so far? You know, when you have so many machines that I have, I have around 40 machines now because I had some machines before I found this vendor. I have around 40 machines now. Yeah. And it's hard to say which is your favorite. You know, the most interesting one is always the one you don't have. Yeah, absolutely. Same old story, <laughs> isn't it? When, when you have everything you want uh, and you get to bring them back to your place, have you got um, a room where you can put them all in? Uh, a place big enough to put them all in? I'm afraid to say no. <laughs> oh, what a shame. But so so are there some of the machines going to stay with you or are you going to sell them or you give them no, to friends machines, or whatever? The machines stay with me and will get restored for me. Because, nice. Um, it seems like that my passion is more of collecting and restoring than playing. Of course, I also want to play them. Yeah, I, I, like, I like doing that as well. I really enjoy the restoration. The restoration... Uh, is a very cool thing and I like to restore old things, mm-hmm. worthy things, things that will survive yeah. for many, many years. Of course, uh, we'll have a game room in the future, but at the moment I don't have one. Mm. We, we like to do this. Um, we, we say we've saved them. When you, when you manage to get them out of an old, uh, an old dirty room and you get them home and you can start working on them, you've saved another one. Because there's not many left nowadays with these machines, and they're getting scarcer and scarcer. Um, so it's Everyone, really good to, to protect yeah. them and save them like you have done. And every single one is important to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why people slot machines to take uh, a monitor out or something like that and throw the rest. I saw mm-hmm. a machine on eBay, uh, Vindicators. Yeah. The guy wrote, if it doesn't go away now, I take the monitor out and trash the machine. And I think that is quite unresponsible because, like you said, these machines get rarer and rarer. And after all, it's a dedicated machine and a very, a machine with a big character. So why to, why to throw it and to take the monitor out before? Yeah. It's, it's horrible when you, you hear something like that happening and you want to just save it. Even though you might not like the game, even, but you know, someone will. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's terrible. We, we, we really frown upon that. <laughs> really <laughs> frown upon it. When, when you were at the unit where all the machines were, 
Was there anything you weren't sure about of rarity or was there anything you found that you'd never seen before and you didn't know what it was? Basically, I knew the machines, mm -hmm. but I didn't know the worth or the rarity of every single machine. Okay. For example, I knew that um, Operation Beer is the bootleg of Operation Wolf, yep. but I didn't know that it's very, very rare. Ah, okay. So from what I saw on, on the Arcade Museum, KLOV, yep. there's nobody who got an Operation Beer. And they stated it as very rare. Oh, okay. Um, Did you take that one? Of course. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. And it's one that doesn't need any restoration. It looks very, very good. Oh, right. Okay, brilliant. Um, the other game was Galaxian. Uh, I knew about Galaxian, but I didn't know about the fine differences. And this one is the very, very rare square button. Yeah. And there is a member on DLF uh, called Level 42, Andre. Mm -hmm. I think he's quite around in every forum. Yeah, yeah. And he's obsessed by these Namco cabinets with squared buttons. Mm -hmm. And he had a thread about a restoration of a button slash a very rare button. Yeah. Um, um, funny you should say how he's obsessed with that game. Um, one of my Holy Grail cabs would be a Japanese Galaxian like that. <laughs> okay, okay. I've, I've always wanted a Galaxian. Uh, and last year or two, um, I did actually have a UK, we, what we called a Bell Fruit. It was a fruit machine company that made a licensed version. And I had one of those, but it just didn't, it wasn't as good as a real one. And I sold it to um, an arcade bar, a local arcade bar in the UK. And they've got it in there now. So it's being used every day, which is great. <laughs> um, but it wasn't a real Galaxian. I've always wanted a real Galaxian. And the better version is the Japanese one with the green coin door, like the one you've got. Yeah. It's an absolutely beautiful machine. I'm quite envious of you. Although I, I don't understand the rarity because when you Google Galaxian, they say it was one of Namco's biggest hits, so there must be tons of them. Um, yeah, there is, but that particular one was Japanese. It was never really imported or exported to the, to the America or, you know, Europe. So to find them over here is quite rare. You can find the the the, uh, the UK and the American one quite easily, um, but that that Japanese one is quite rare. And they did quite a few different games. They did a Pac-Man. They did a Bosconian as well, and some other and various other games in that style cabinet. And they're very very rare, but they are really nice looking cabs. Yeah, um, have you tried many of them to to see if they work, or have you not had a chance to do that yet? Basically, what I do at the moment is just to take them and store them. Uh, okay, I tried one of one or two of the games, three with a cocktail table a friend of mine has bought, and the cocktail table is the only one game that runs. Oh, okay. It's not so, surprising because they've been there a long, long time, haven't they? Yeah, this vendor, and this is an interesting fact, is the original owner. Oh, right. The original purchaser of these games. Mm -hmm. None of the games uh, got burn-ins, so it seems like they didn't run a long time. Oh, right, okay. And so you can calculate that when he was the original purchaser and the game is 30 years old, it is since 26 years in the storage. Wow. And since they had a problem with the roof light, mm -hmm. where water came in, the oh. room was very, very um, wet. Yeah. There was a game in the middle of the, of the room and the floor went to the middle so that the entire water was there. Uh -huh. And I tried to 
take this game away and uh, took the wheelchair, uh, not the wheelchair, the, the wheelbarrow, yeah. and put it under it and took the wheelbarrow back and it went through the bottom like through a cake. Oh, oh, what but a funny thing is, funny thing is, not only one of the dedicated cabinets was defected. Oh, that's good. That's, only that's generic cabinets. Yeah, we don't care about those. But those games look terrible. Oh, really? Particular board that was twice as thick than it was originally. Yeah. When, so when the water gets in there, they're just ruined. Yeah. That is the only time I think you can take parts from a cabinet and trash the rest. If it's totally gone, you know, it's great to, to salvage some of the parts and use them on another machine and just I get rid of the wood. DLF, I wrote on DLF that one of the machines uh, reminded me of the movie The Thing. Okay. It was so deformed, it, it looked like in a horror movie. Yeah. You cannot you cannot rescue games like this because no, there's in the area. Yeah. So have you got many more trips to do now to go back there? I have um, just finished one important thing, mm -hmm. which I don't want to talk about because it's not totally legally. <laughs> okay. Steal the game from from outside that stood many, many years outside, but was still in good shape and I had to rescue it. Mm -hmm. And I have another road trip, which is still a secret. Oh, you have more. I will, I will deliver you the entire story and the pictures when it's done. Oh, wow. That is brilliant. That's, oh, I'm really interested. Excellent. You let's, found another let's one. See That's what's left there. Let's see what's left there because it's, uh, it's a risk. I have to take a uh, six and a half hours ride and I don't know what's, what's there, but we will see it. It's very exciting to know that though, isn't it? Yep. Excellent. You said you haven't tried many of the machines yet. If that was me, as soon as I got home, I'd be opening the machines up, making sure everything was, is, uh, you know, okay inside and trying them out. Cause I cannot, I cannot leave something alone. When I get it, I have to have a look at it. I'm like a child like that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. It's the same here, but I have a hang-on machine. I started to restore, and next to it is the what I call semi-dedicated Xerion, and none of them is finished. Mm -hmm. And then I found this huge barn raid, and when you find so many games, you don't start to work on everyone, no. or on every on every game, and, and it's just too much at the moment. Yeah, I think I you have to be very strict with yourself and just do one first, get that going. Yeah. Then do the next but one. It's hard because when you have a new game, you want to clean it and, and try it and all the parts to restore it. And we all know how that feels. But yeah, absolutely. You have, to, you have to be strictly when you want to clear uh, a venue from a vendor who got so many games because mm -hmm. I need the money to buy the games there and cannot buy parts for the hanging machine. Yeah, I understand. So... Have you have you been able to sell any of the machines to to friends as well to pay for more machines for you to get for yourself? Because that's how I do it. I think. Um, sell. I sold two cabaret machines to a member from Austria called Nilfisk. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he is on UK Rack as well. He's on DLF. Mm -hmm. Because he was desperately looking for a Monaco GP cabaret. Oh, I yeah. am not a friend of cabarets. Because I like, uh, for example, what old Atari cabinet was, huge and, and eye-appealing. That's what I'm after. But this guy got not such a big basement, 
Mm-hmm. And it seems like he got uh, a, a thing for this cabaret and I sold him the Monaco GP and a clone of it that looked quite the same. Mm-hmm. It was called Turbo Star. I oh, don't know nice. if it's the same game. He said it got some serious issues on the uh, PCB. Mm-hmm. But from the outside, it looked quite the same. Excellent. Uh, and one of the Space Ace cabinets goes to a DLF member. Mm-hmm. The only guy from DLF, the only member from DLF, uh, sells some games because when the big fight about the game started, I said, okay, I stopped uh, the possibility to buy games from me because there's too much fight about it. Yeah, it's, it's a sad thing, but I think when, when someone like yourself finds something so good, uh, everyone wants to be part of it, and sometimes it's not possible to let them be part of it. Uh, and they, sometimes they get a bit sour and they get a bit angry about things, but you're going to get that everywhere, I think. It's unfortunate. But um, just seeing your story and seeing the pictures is an absolute delight. And I'm yeah. really interested in it. And it's it's brilliant. And I think you should take take that, you know, as as the positive part of it. And there's lots of people who are very interested in, in your find as well and want to see more pictures and want to know, you know, when you're going to restore the machines. Because I'm really interested in seeing the, all the machines you get and in time you're restoring them. Yeah, of course. Of course. So I can't wait for that. Um, one other thing that, that sort of interests me, you, you just mentioned then is you found a bootleg of Monaco GP as well. And I presume it was a, a foreign licensed one, or maybe an Austrian or a German licensed version. And I really, myself, I really like the licensed versions of different machines because they're very, very different. Uh, were there many, many machines like that there? You know, the sort of licensed versions, the different foreign versions. By now I remember about the Turbo Star. Mm-hmm. And from the information from Nilfisk, this game is uh, produced by an Austrian company, but I think this company is operating worldwide called uh, Novomatics. They make these uh, slot machines mm-hmm. like Book of Ra and all the trash where people go there and coin in their entire existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have to sleep under the bridge. Yeah. It's a big problem in Austria. The other game was an NSM Pac-Man, okay. which, I quite, which I quite liked. I also want to take it. I think it's even better looking than the original Pac-Man because the original Pac-Man, it's cool, it's a classic, it's something you might uh, have, uh, but it's not really beautiful, if you if you ask me. Yeah. There are games that are much more beautiful than the original Pac-Man. And the NSM Pac-Man... Looks quite good. It got a side art. It got a screen battle. Mm-hmm. You made it very, very well. Yeah. Apart, apart from them, I remember. No. No more. At the moment, at the moment, I don't recall any other licensed bootleg. Mm-hmm. It must be quite difficult to, for you to remember which ones you have and which ones were still there because there is a a heck of a lot of machines there. I mean, a, a real lot of machines. As well as all the uh, the pinballs as well, and the the jukeboxes you found, and and the other kind of machines there. Yeah, I used to say uh, if you cannot count your machines anymore, if you don't count all the names, mm-hmm. you are in the you're on the point that you are a serious collector. Absolutely. Um, some people say to me sometimes, "Oh, how many machines have you got?" And I have to think. I think uh, I think I've got 
10 at the moment or 11 and I have to sort of look in my mind and and count around uh, where they are and think oh yeah one there's that and the dig dug and this and then I realize how many I've got because sometimes I I get bored of them or sell them or you know make room for another one so with me they sort of they go in and out quite a lot but my favorites always stay with me mm. but I know what you mean it's hard to keep track of, of what you have got and what you haven't got sometimes if you would ask me about the half of my games, I couldn't tell you the names. Yeah. It's just too much. You're very lucky to have that many, I think. Very lucky. <laughs> um, when you have got your, uh, your arcade room built in the future and you've got all these games all hopefully restored and working in there, um, are you going to have, uh, some arcade parties, get your friends around and invite some members from forums and stuff? I think this is what we arcade collectors want to do because who needs uh, 40, 50, 60, or even more machines. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So you restart them, you put a lot of money in it, a lot of love and effort, and you want that those games get played. Yeah, absolutely. And I have no problem. Friends play my games, even strange people, as long as they don't put cigarettes on my, on my machine oh. or, yeah. or uh, very rude with them. But since I'm a non-smoker and my entire house will be a non-smoking area. I don't run this problem. Same here, absolutely. And no beer cans on top of the machines either. <laughs> yeah. Not none of those falling into the monitor or anything. And this that, that's what happened. This guy who borrows the van to me all the time, I told you he got mainly a table pinball. Mm -hmm. And today I helped him to pick uh, six machines from a renting. Mm -hmm. And the machines looked like they came from... From, from the yard or something like that. Yeah. Every time you rent a table out, it comes back with beer in it. Yeah. They have a hard life, these machines. Um, people yeah. don't really pay much respect to them anymore. Yeah. If that was me, I'd be taking pictures of them and, you know, sharing them on the forums like I do. I wouldn't be putting <laughs> beer on top of them. <laughs> well, um, thank you, Hannes, for, for talking to us. And... I think we will get back to you in the future, if that's okay with you, as you restore your machines. You can tell us what you've done with them and uh, hopefully have some more information on your other lucky find in the future. I will keep you updated and I look forward to our next interview. Lovely. Thank you very much for talking to us. Cheers, Hannes. Thank you. Bye. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10 you can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10 Arcade for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.